gamers and welcome to episode 332 of the super ultra podcast arcade for june 12th 2021 i'm one of your co-hosts daniel nicholson and with me is my co-host dominic stallworth what's going on this week dominic it is a cool weekend we got a cool weekend happening here dan um starting friday man yeah going from hot to actually whether i enjoy the (laughs) 70s and 60s like yes well summer ain't officially here yet so i guess it's still okay to get this weather and plus it's good when it's cool like this or raining because we have to hear these cicadas yeah when that happens but yeah but it's getting a little sun out here now, and I'm hearing them. So I'm guessing they're like, yeah, we finally can go out and do our fucking. Uh, <laughs> but it's, yeah. So let's get right down to it. Um, ain't really much for me to say about sports. I mean, second round has started for the NBA. And I'm, I'm just so ecstatic because I don't have to. There's no LeBron James. <laughs> Even though they, they're still trying to assert him. I still see some, um, what is it called? Space Jam commercials. Yeah. They should really just have him do commentary on every game. Yeah. Oh, but Tom Brady. Oh, God damn Tom Brady. So, Tom Brady, apparently he had something. He had surgery on his knee, I think. Oh, really? Apparently he was playing with a bad knee all last season. <laughs> So I guess it just makes that season just so much bigger. Like, oh, he was playing a bad knee and still won a Super Bowl. But he didn't, they didn't talk about it. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. You're supposed to tell your injury in the injury reports. Right. But if people say, like, oh, he probably did it because he didn't want people to know about the injury so they know they can go after him. But that's the rule. So I don't know. I'm thinking, like, what the? He's going to get away with it probably. He twisted know. his oh, ankle be- on that boat holding that trophy. That's that's all. <laughs> yeah, because he said yeah, I had had it back in April, but I just gonna deal with it. And then I figured I'd just get the surgery this time. So now it's like the story. Oh man, he's playing with a bad leg and he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he threw for this many yards and blah blah blah. It's like, come on, man, this is bullshit. <laughs> so like, come on, we don't need. You want a Super Bowl? It's like enough? you don't need any more. Old man still got it. Isn't this. that enough? I know they're playing some golf tournament well not really a tournament but like him and aaron Rodgers are oh, playing really? with two great golfers i know one is phil mickelson and the other one is watson i believe is it bubba watson oh okay no bubba. not bubba watson that's that's the damn car driver isn't yeah. it um <laughs> wallace or something there's a bubba uh, in golf though he's the one that used to drive that freaking like aircraft or whatever the hovercraft yeah i remember that guy yeah over the bunkers it's another good golfer though that's Aaron, that's on Aaron Rodgers' team gotcha so they're playing against each other and i still don't know if Aaron Rodgers is even playing nfl next season i was gonna say who would have thought if those two were playing golf and you said one of them is retired right now it yeah, would be Aaron Rodgers. It might be Aaron. exactly not not Tom Brady, the fifty year old, but Aaron Rodgers. He really fifty. Uh, so okay, so let's um get right into what we were watching. So I started off all right because everything else you watched too. I mean everything you watched, you have watched technically, but I didn't watch it last week. So because you told me how you like Corella, so mm. I said I'll check it out. And you know what? I liked it too, Daniel. Nice. It was. It was a nice movie. What do you mean, nice? Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I told you I thought you might enjoy it. 
Because oh, okay. I was really yeah. dreading you coming back and being like, that movie was trash. What the fuck are you telling me? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I lied. Yeah, it is trash. And I don't know why you even <laughs> like it. But no, it was it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a cool twist they had in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they are they going to do a sequel, Daniel, with a new 101 Dalmatians with... Um, I can barely hear you, man. Maybe I got my thing up. Sorry, too maybe low. I Say was something. just not on the mic oh. as much. I was pointed down a little okay. bit. Okay. I don't know if they would do like Dalmatians being the focus, but I could definitely see them doing another Cruella movie. Oh, okay. But I just want to know how does she still. I know why she hates Dalmatians, but to go from wanting to kill them and make coats. So that's the thing, like, that's what I was waiting for by the end of this movie, right, is to, like, get that moment. Because, can we just talk spoilers? Yeah, go Okay, spoilers, everyone, for Cruella. But, like, the absurdity of the moment at the beginning of the movie where they basically have Dalmatians kill her mother. Like, I was like, okay, this is where we're going. Maybe I'm on board with this because that was just fucking absurd. But then it doesn't go in that direction. Like, even when you think she may have killed the, the whatever her name is, is dog or dogs and turned him into a jacket, that was kind of a, you know, subversion of that. And, oh, no, she just used fake Dalmatian or whatever it was to make the coat. So I, I don't know that they'll even go in that direction because for me it was the same thing. It's like... I know what 101 Dalmatians is. I know who that character is in those movies. And, you know, how do we get to her being that person who's going to just kill these dogs? And I, I don't know if they go that route with this series. They probably don't. It's probably a different route they'll go with the dogs. Because she gave those dogs to uh, two people who, you know, are from the original movies. And... Like Pongo and I forgot what the the girl dog Perdita. name is. Uh, yeah, they she gave them to their owners. She gave them as a gift, and so I'm thinking like, why would she give them as a gift and then ends up like, hey, I now I'm gonna kill Dimensions. It's just gonna it's that's a weird, you know, <laughs> be a weird way the story goes if that happens. Yeah. Oh, you cut out on me. Sorry, I purposefully did that because she was crying. I had turned my mic off and then wanted to at least say I was still here. <laughs> Trying to avoid all of this extra whininess that I need to remove. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It, but the movie overall, it, it was it was fun. It was fun. I love the uh, her, her um, henchmen guys. Mm-hmm. And they were funny. I remember the big guy. He played a part in the Nancy Kerrigan movie that came out oh, really? a few years ago. Okay, yeah, he was the guy that thought of the plan to to hurt Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, mm. not, not Nancy Kerrigan, but um, Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. No, well, or, no. Yeah, it was Nancy Kerrigan Nancy, that got hurt. Yeah, it was her Tanya, Nancy yeah. Kerrigan, but Tanya Harding. It's a Tanya yeah, Harding story. The yeah. I Tanya movie. Yeah, I yeah. So. Yeah, he was the crazy uh, guy who was just, he was thinking all this garment stuff, and he ain't no shit, you know? <laughs> and, like, like he spilled the beans real quick when he got caught. <laughs> of course. But, 
Yeah, yeah, he he, you can just see like that's that's the kind of guy he is. And but in this movie, he is funny. The yeah. dogs were funny too. Mm-hmm. And you can see how, hey, now the computer animation stuff, they don't have to do dog tricks for, for everything. Right. Real dogs, they just had it. But you know what? It works. It works. It doesn't look like I notice it. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt it for me. You know. Yeah. I I'm now okay in like ten years, it. we're gonna be like, oh my god, this looks like trash. Yeah, but <laughs> right like now it looks Binks. pretty good. Like, exactly. like George Binks even looks trash now. It's not even like because that was at least one thing about Star Wars. Like I used to say, like you know, George Binks is not a good character, but they, he looks good with those people. But mm-hmm. then after years later, it's like, man, this don't look that good. <laughs> yeah, with them. And when I look at Golem, it it still looks kind of good, but I can see it. Yeah, it's just it's just like darn. And this was the best at the time. This was the best at the time. But we gotten better because you can look at um. Guardians in the Galaxy, you know, you 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 see that um, a lot of those are movies. So, and with the Hulk, you know, with the Avengers, I mean, all those movies. So yeah, you see it is is a lot better now. I mean, as time goes on, things get better. Or if movies get, you could tell movies go cheap, but like that. But yeah, the, the movie the movie was good. I, I was I was surprised that I would like this. I really thought I was gonna find like something that really just turned me off mm-hmm. and i was looking for it down i was looking for it to turn me off turn me <laughs> off for this movie if i could say it's garbage but nope couldn't find it and i did like it i did enjoy myself all right so there's another movie i finished watching and you watched too because i told you to check it out contour wars yeah which is a documentary on the battle between Genesis and Nintendo. Basically Genesis, not just Sega. I mean it's basically Sega, but it really starts with the Genesis mm-hmm. coming coming to be and how they competed with Nintendo over in Americas. Yeah. It's it really starts with how Sega like started with Sega America becoming a thing and how they um went to publicize this new console to make it so that kids and or teenagers and adults will get it over the nintendo so what they really branded it is what i which caught my eye as a kid like like this is the fast system like nintendo is all slow and it's <laughs> old and because genesis came out when nintendo was still thing super nintendo didn't come out yet yeah so genesis was shown that way now i didn't get genesis until sonic came out so i didn't get it till after super nintendo came out and it didn't really, I mean, it didn't really catch on totally. Like, Ultra Beast was the packing game. And they didn't want to do a packing game either. They were like, we're going to give a free game? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be cheaper? It's going to be cheaper? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? But they went with it, and it, it helped. It helped them because, like, look, you're new to the marketplace. And you, Nintendo is the freaking monopoly of the gaming industry. Yeah. Definitely in America. So you had to do something. Now, the early games wasn't really doing it for him. It really sparked it. Because I didn't even think about Genesis at all. I was still playing my brother's Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But when they got Sonic, that's what got my eye. And then the the commercials, someone like Sonic Extreme, and then the attitude. Mm-hmm. It made you feel like it was a game for older kids. And yeah, it was a cool definitely. game. So I, when my parents asked me for my birthday, I think it's my seventh birthday. I, I know it was Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> nice. birthday party when they asked me before like saying it was my seventh or eighth birthday i think it was in second grade i think it was this, or i was in first going i forget 
Yeah, I think I was in second grade. I uh, I forget, but it was so. Yeah, I was like, I wanted Genesis, and I got a. So I want Genesis because I said, look, man, Sonic, man, he looks cool and everything. So you sure you don't want Nintendo? Said nah, because Mario, I'm like I played Mario games on my brother's Nintendo. It's like mm. I wanted something different. That's my own. It's my own thing. New system. Sonic seems like he's the badass dude. Yeah, he's a rude dude with attitude. Yeah, and I got that, and like he was fast and everything. I, I and I like I love playing that game. I had that, and then uh, my brother had gotten games from his friend, who I ended up just keeping those games anyway because he never came back for him. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, Alter Beast. I had Alter Beast. I used to love playing that, and I had that baseball game. I keep mentioning. I forget the name. It's one of the first baseball games that came on Genesis. Ah, uh, man, he's a former baseball player and he was a manager. But yeah. I had his baseball game that couldn't have real goddamn baseball names because <laughs> they couldn't get the license, <laughs> or they didn't, or didn't want to pay for it. Probably, probably that. Yeah. But yeah, those are games I had, and I loved it. And then Genesis, I was just on them. I, I used to, and I was into the console war thing, saying like, yeah, Genesis is better. Like Nintendo, all they got is Super Mario uh, World. I mean, that's a fun game, but man, compared to Sonic, hell no. And then when Sonic 2 came out, I was like, shucks, man, you got tails, you got a guy who can fly, even though you can't really fly with him, but I can see him fly. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's co-op, too. I can play with people, two players. Yep. Then you had, uh, then, oh, the Mortal Kombat thing was the big thing. Mm-hmm. When I heard, like, oh, Nintendo got blood in it, but the uh, Sega does. But actually, I remember... You had to put the code in and get the blood. Yeah. So it, I mean, but thing is, everybody got the code. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing. It was, it wasn't hard. Like you couldn't get the code, but my parents still wouldn't get the game for me. I had to borrow that <laughs> game from my friend across the across the alley, which it took a long time for me to borrow the game because I mean that's the most popular game. So mm. for him to let you let me hold it was like, yeah, you can hold it for this for this weekend or something or this day, and then you gotta give it back to me. I say, yeah, I got you. And yeah, I played the hell out of that game. Loved it. Yeah, I used to always say back to my friends, even like whoever had a Super Nintendo, say, man, whatever, you got that fake Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and and then I said, we got the better Street Fighter. Our Street Fighter is faster than you. Because I played that Street Fighter um, on Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I was like, man, this is slow compared to Street Fighter on Sega Genesis. Hell no, I got the best one. <laughs> it wasn't until Donkey Kong was where I was jealous. Yeah. I was really jelly. And I was like, damn, look at Donkey Kong. I was like, when we gonna get our Donkey Kong? And then I think Sonic 3D and I'm coming later, and that was horrible. I was like, oh, this game is not no Donkey Kong. <laughs> this is oh god, this is not it. I mean, we had Sonic 3. Sonic 3 was awesome, but it was short compared to Sonic 2. The only good thing about Sonic 3 is that it actually had saves, which I was that, and that was the only Sonic game I beat because of saves. I could save. Sonic 2 was long, but you couldn't save. Yeah. But eventually, I got the cheat codes. We go to like every level and stuff. So that's how I figured how to do that. But that was that was a problem. Like these were games back in the day where you had to be the all in one run. I mean, I was like, that's the only thing I liked about Super Mario was that hey, at least you can save, man. Darn, I gotta play Sonic. I mean, Sonic was never nowhere near as long as Super Mario. Yeah. But still, playing in one sitting sometimes, I have to leave the game on pause and hope <laughs> nothing happens. Like it won't just um, freeze on me or anything, or power go out. Or somebody turned my game off. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, but yeah, but this is all my personal stuff. But the, the documentary itself, it really touches on just the Genesis and the Nintendo slash Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. 
Like, uh, I like where they showed that, okay, Genesis said we got to get a mascot that got Sonic. Then the Super Nintendo came out. So it was like, oh, man, what Super Nintendo, what Super Nintendo got? And they looked at it. It's like, is this it? Like, yeah. they weren't that scared. This isn't 16-bit graphics. This is yeah. like 14. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a 12. It's yeah, like a 12-bit. 12 yeah. 12-bit. 12 and... Niggas, Mario didn't look good, but Sonic, the speed of Sonic and the colors were vibrant. Yeah. It was just, and that's what caught my eye, and that's what caught a lot of kids' eyes, too. So they was like, hey, they, it wasn't, and didn't really hurt them that much mm-hmm. with Super Nintendo coming out. Because that could have been probably a killer, like, darn, Sega just got out the ground and then Super Nintendo just destroys them. Yeah. But it didn't. And then the whole Mortal Kombat thing really lifted them up. Because that's what all... They used they used that against oh, Sega. Yeah. I mean, um, Nintendo. Like, K. Hey. Like, Nintendo's trying to be like, oh, but they thought they were doing a good thing. Say, so, hey, we're trying to... This is a kid's thing. Like, that, that's what they're saying. Which is so funny because it still has the animation of blood in there. It's just green yeah. instead of red. It's just green. <laughs> As if, yeah, like, that's no. the thing. But that's the thing, Daniel. I wanted red blood because I know what blood is. <laughs> there ain't no green slime, my Nickelodeon slime. Uh, so it <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, because that's how Nintendo was. Nintendo, and like we always talk about through all the generations, they appeal to the kids. Mm-hmm. So Sega's like, we're going to appear to the appeal to the teenagers. We're going to so like we're streaming stuff. See, and as a kid, I want to be older. So yeah. I'm gonna go with the thing that makes you feel like, hey, I'm a cool guy. I'm yep. gonna be. I can be with teenagers too. I'm just exactly just because of my age. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that, and that's what I felt. I felt like that was the cool thing. Now, now, in retrospect, if that was an older dude, or like maybe not, maybe probably this age I am now, or even a little younger, probably in my twenties, I probably would have gone with Nintendo because. I would have saw like, oh, they got RPGs and things of that nature mm-hmm. that are not not on the Sega Genesis. I don't know many RPGs on Sega Genesis, honestly. Yeah, like Fantasy Star, maybe. Yeah, I wasn't really into that. I'm not even into that now. So, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, like Square, SquareSoft at the time. I I wasn't. I didn't even know about SquareSoft then. I didn't know about Final Fantasy. I didn't know about Chrono Trigger. Uh, or even the other ones on Breath of Fire, the Capcom game. Like mm-hmm. I, but I, I would have liked them now. I like them now. So I probably would have went with Nintendo. But I'm seven, eight, nine to ten years old. Um, uh, probably eleven too, because whatever the N sixty four came out, that's when I went to that. I, I wasn't reading. You know, I wasn't going to be reading the, these games. Like RPGs was not going to be a thing. Seven, eight, nine, or ten year old <laughs> me would be care about playing. Yeah. Like that was in the games I was into. It had to be action. It had to be action. It had to be something to get my kid mind. Like you, you have ADHD at that time at those <laughs> ages, man. Like you're just once these things for flashing colors and gang stream mm-hmm. and things of that nature to keep me awake. Yeah. I wasn't gonna be playing those games. So that so Sega was definitely for the kid and me. And uh but yeah, the documentary goes to that, and it goes to the fall of it. Uh, it goes to how the, it felt like Sega Japan was almost felt like they they caused the were, downfall. Absolutely, it's all their fault. They 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 felt like Sega of America was having too much control, or they, they didn't have enough control as they wanted. Because Sega of America's making a lot of decisions, 
But they helped Sega get to a, a high point, and I guess they wanted to have yeah. some that control back, like make, to make some of the decisions. So some of the decisions they went and go with on Sega's side. Um, I think it was a point where Sony, Sony even went to Sega, which both of us said we didn't know that even happened. Yeah. They went to Nintendo, but they didn't even talk about that in the documentary about Sony going to Nintendo. Mm. They just talk about how Sony went to Sega, so you had to look it up and said it actually happened after. Yeah, it Nintendo. sounds like it happened after the stuff fell through with Nintendo. Yeah, okay. All right. So they had a chance to pick up Sony. So they, so Sega actually had a chance to get Sony before the PlayStation, a partnership, really. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And, and it then, seems like another thing of, like, control, right? Because yeah. it sounded like, oh, well, Sega of Japan wasn't happy with the hardware that Sony was presenting, basically. Because they were saying, like... We're a game maker. Like we would make money off the games, whereas Sony, I guess, would probably take whatever profits from the actual hardware business. And it sounded like they didn't like that idea. Yeah, and uh, it's probably it's fortunate or unfortunate how you look at it. <laughs> and so they did a Sega Saturn, and the Sega Saturn man, that was like they was going to try to do what they did the day and date thing. Yeah, like when they announced it and sold it. But man, look at the Sega Saturn and the technology and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was so behind what the PlayStation did, and it cost more. Yeah, it's basically like the joke about the Wii, right? Of like it being two GameCubes glued together. The Saturn was basically yeah. like two Genesis glued together. But yeah, it was it. It wasn't really real thirty-two bit. It was like two sixteen-bit things. Yeah, because that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, because they just added and, another processor, is what they said on there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. And it just made it... Yeah, and that was basically the start of the end. But they didn't go into the Dreamcast. They didn't no. go into the Dreamcast. wonder if that's because... Like the, the, it's based on the book Console Wars, which I had started reading years and years ago. Um, and it kind of focuses on the story of Tom Kalinske, who's the guy that kind of came in as the head of Sega of America. They brought him in from yeah. like Mattel or something like that, wherever yeah, he, he did, was working yeah, on Barbie. He worked, he worked on, yeah, he worked on, I think that was the last job he did before mm-hmm. he went to Sega. But he's also worked on Flintstone Vitamins. Oh, he right, got them. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's why we want to eat Flintstone Vitamins, man. Because <laughs> yeah, of that. I used to, so, I mean, that that's the success of Sega of America, right? It's just their marketing absolutely their killed marketing. it. I mean, yeah. that's what sold you on Sonic, and that's why, like, they're, they're kind of, not downfall, but one of the things that started to hurt them was when Nintendo started to do that a little more with their, like, Play It Loud campaign. Yeah, because I definitely remember that stuff, too, yeah. Yeah. And that being around the time that Donkey Kong Country came out, and that's yep. another thing that they touch on in this documentary, and it seems like a kind of a trend is, like, Sagal talked to this one company because Tom Kalinske was talking about, oh, yeah, I talked to these people and they were like these, you know, pre-rendered 3D graphics and everything. We could do this. And then Japan's like, no, we're not going to do that. And then they go and team up with Nintendo and they make Donkey Kong Country. And it's like all these missteps, like it's always, hey, I talked to these guys and Japan said no. So they went over to Nintendo, right? Like it, it's yeah. sad how how different things could have been for Sega if maybe Sega of America could have had a little more autonomy and and did their own thing or or been at the table basically. You know, they were there, but they didn't really get 
get heard. It was, it sounded like those initial discussions of, Hey, we brought on Tom. Cause they, they described that first meeting where he's talking to, I can't remember the head of Sega at the time's name, but like, he's like getting red and fuming and, you know, kicks over the chair. But then in the end, he's like, okay, I'm going to let you do this. You know, we, we flew all the way to Hawaii to find you and your family on vacation to, to bring you on. So we're going to let you have this chance, but it almost seems like that was the one and only chance that they gave him, despite the fact that he succeeded exceedingly after being given that opportunity. Right. You know, that's, that's what brought yeah. them up. Exactly. So, it's so crazy. Like him. And then they bought the guy, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who helped them decide on Sonic. Oh yeah. I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was a cool, I like that. I like him. He was mm. a cool nerd. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they definitely helped. Um, also, like that woman, she said how she was mm-hmm. in the Sonic costume, yeah. and, so, so, and how some the little kid, little kids will hug her, but the older kids want to do high fives yeah. and bump her <laughs> and stuff like that. Like they, they wanted more attitude. That's really yeah. Yeah, and that's what say. Hey, we're gonna appeal to the older kids. You know. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a good documentary. It was a fun because it was really nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was like yeah. a lot of nostalgia, and then it's like, man, this is why I really went to Sega. Was, the marketing was, <laughs> was so great. I mean, but but the they games gotcha. were fun. Yeah. Not, to, not to say like, oh man, these were shitty games. No, because it wouldn't have worked if they just had completely shitty games, right? No, like marketing yeah. isn't gonna you know bail you out of that once people touch it and they go, oh, this is trash. Word exactly. of mouth is gonna override that marketing because game. Look at look at the Game Gear. I mean, the Game Gear. It was a great system, uh, but I mean, except for the battery life, but it, yeah. it still, it was a great system. It's just, it didn't have, add some games, add some games, but it's just like, it didn't, it didn't last um, as long as you probably wanted, or they didn't, they didn't really approve upon it. I guess they, maybe they didn't see the money uh, to do that because yeah. I felt like they, if they were at least approved upon the battery life and make it a little smaller, mm-hmm. They would have done it, but the size and the battery life. But it was cool because the games were all right that I played. The Sonic games yeah. I played up there. Mortal Kombat was on there. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I I, I didn't. I did. Those are only two games I think I played too, Daniel. Not I'm mentioning that. Yeah, I, I think those Sonic. are the only two I played. But I didn't have one. I was playing my sister's boyfriends at the time. It's like here, sit next to the wall so you can plug in the wall wart and and just sit there and play <laughs> while we're hanging out. So yeah, it yeah, it was a lot of nostalgia with this Concert Wars. And yeah. I it was a really fun documentary. Like I want another documentary similar to this with the other consoles mm-hmm. or other or at least another timeline, you know? Like maybe a little like, hey, this is about the PlayStation mm-hmm. and Saturn N sixty four or yeah, especially like, the-, like the, the run up to the PlayStation, like having it be the Nintendo PlayStation and then hearing about these talks about, you know, them going to Sega about it and then moving on from there to launching their own thing and, and yeah. seeing the acceptance of that brand and kind of the downfall of the Sega Saturn and stuff. I think that would really be cool. All right. You got anything else you want to say about this? Yeah, I just, I, I enjoyed it overall. I think it was a little general in its kind of presentation, much in a way like the toys that made us did. So a lot of it, I kind of knew, but there were some fun facts in there that I didn't. And it really makes me want to go back and finish that book or well, start over that book at this point. Cause the characters involved, like the actual people 
that were involved in the story all seem very interesting. And I'd like to, yeah, to see something like more in depth about that. Like, honestly, if this had been like a four episode miniseries or something like that, I think it would have been really cool. I know the original talk of this, cause it was like executive produced by Seth Rogen. I think the original idea for it was that it was going to be like a fictionalized depiction of it. Kind of like they did that rock star thing with Harry Potter years ago. Oh, okay. um, and then I guess it just kind of got turned into a documentary once they realized maybe that wasn't the direction to go with it. But yeah, I mean, this stuff is cool. I games history is, is really neat to, to delve into, especially from this era, because it's me looking back on it, like you said, with nostalgia and, and going like, Oh, but that's what was now that I'm an adult, I can look at it as like, what's get, what was going on behind the scenes and you've got these adults like telling each other to fuck off, right? Because you know they're in they're in the Senate, and he's like, "Well, we put green blood in because they're yeah. Satanists over there at Sega." <laughs> and then he brought out the gun. He said, "Hey, Nintendo has this yep. gun. I can't say, yeah." And so he's like, "Don't act like they're all wholesome. Mm-hmm. They ain't all wholesome or something like that." That was that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? You mentioned that Rockstar Harry Potter. I had to think, like, what the fuck are you talking about? That, that, oh, yeah, that movie with the Harry Potter actor was in yep. there about Rockstar. Daniel Radcliffe. I totally forgot about that movie. Did you ever watch it? No, because it, it came out originally on the BBC, and then I don't – I am I assume it got over to America in some way, shape, or form, but I, I never really heard about it much after that. And I don't recall yeah. it being particularly great. Like, uh, I think it was fine, but I don't – I don't know that anybody was really praising it, so I didn't go out of my way to find it. Okay. So I guess now we'll talk about Loki. So what you think about Loki? You can go ahead and talk about it. Uh, and spoilers. Well, first take if you like it or not. I like this first episode. It it sets things up. It's it's very much kind of a world building because this is the Loki from Avengers. It's not the Loki that's kind of grown as a character and maybe become more of a anti-hero less of a just complete villain this is the guy that literally just tried to you know destroy new york with a alien army um and they fast track that stuff a little bit obviously and and for for obvious reasons you're not gonna you know make him slowly change into that character over the this series because it seems like they've got plenty of other things that they kind of need to figure out um but I think so far it, it's a really cool premise. I I think maybe I I know more about where it's going, or at least think I do, because of stuff that I've watched about it. So I, I I'm apprehensive about going too far into what I think I know about it. But so far I enjoy it. It's it's a nice mix of a little bit of lighthearted. I mean, it's a Marvel thing, right? Like it's, it's got the lightheartedness, but it also, you know, does some serious stuff. They do a pretty good balance with that. So I enjoyed the first episode. What'd you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was, it was fun. And you know, it's not, it's not slow and it, but it's not a lot of like a ton of action either, but it's enough. Yeah. I mean, it's enough to really, entice you to know like to watch you know mm. to it was really world building really um and i think that was good that it was like an hour or something long I hope, maybe maybe all the episodes will be i don't know mm. because disney is not really they don't really have a set amount of time on these shows yeah a lot i'm not sure how many times. episodes this one's gonna be either 
Yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh and the characters in here seem like uh, they'll be a joy to watch. So I guess we get down to spoilers. So yeah. uh you say you think cuz you watched a lot what, what do you mean? Like what Just kind like of scenes? dissection videos and rumors oh. and things of that nature kind of kind of videos. Um, oh okay. So so is it just Loki? Is it just Loki being a bad guy? Is he is this himself? Well, yeah. I mean, there that's part of that. Like, there they said at the end, you know, we're we're trying to bring you on to hunt a variant of you, but it sounds like that variant may be the female Loki because there's a character uh, or there's an actress in there that they haven't really talked about what her role is. So that hooded figure at the end who sets fire to the the time people the time cops the tva agents yeah uh it sounds like maybe that may be her so it'll be kind of loki hunting down loki but there's also kind of the overall thing with the time variance agency in um ant-man they've already announced the quantum mania that kang the conqueror is going to be in there and he's very much a time related villain who can kind of be the next Thanos in a way because of how epic his uh, his villainy is, I guess. Um, and he it, his story is weird because if you look him up, like he's been different characters and stuff in one comic. Uh, I think Franklin Richards, who is Reed Richards' son, becomes King the Conqueror after like going forward in time and then back in time or back in. I, it's all very weird, but I'm very intrigued to see what they do with all the time aspects of this and and Quantumania, especially because they've kind of established a time weirdness with Avengers that they kind of don't address and also address because they like, they just kind of flick it away. Like, Oh yeah, that Avengers thing that was supposed to happen. That's why we didn't come after them. It's like, eh, yeah, but, but what about like Steve going back in time and then just chilling there back in time with his, his new wife, Peggy or something. Shouldn't that have, you know, put them on the radar. Um, and, the moment that I, I don't think hit for me quite in the way that it did for some of the, the people that I, I, I listened to, like the Infinity Gems being in the dude's like desk, like, oh, yeah, we've got a ton of these. And Loki just like at that moment realizing, oh, shit, they are extremely powerful because the Infinity Stones that are like the most powerful thing in the universe that I know are just paperweights here. Yeah. Like I just thought like, Oh, those are fake infinity stones at first. And then once (laughs) he came to that, realized that like, once he's like, Oh shit, you guys are really powerful. Then I was like, Oh, okay. I guess those were real things. They just don't matter here because magic doesn't matter. Like when he tried using the Tesseract, I guess is when I realized that like, Oh yeah, they don't have power here because you can't do magic and you can't do whatever space gems do. I guess sort of magic. So yeah, it's, it seems like it's going a lot of places like the, the DB Cooper stuff that they did. Uh, that was fun, I guess, but it, it seems like a completely silly aside. DB Cooper is so DB Cooper is like this legendary thing where a guy hijacked a plane in, I think it was flying out of Seattle 
I forget what year it was. Um, but basically he held the plane for ransom. He said he had a bomb. I think they landed and gave him a whole bunch of ransom money. And then he went back up cause they, he was going to fly to someplace. And then basically he jumped out of the plane and with the money and disappeared. And no one knows who that person was. Um, there was actually, I don't remember if I talked about it on here, but I think it was on HBO max. There was a documentary that was talking about it. And there were like three different people there. There were like, Oh yeah. Like my uncle, I'm pretty sure was DB Cooper or my neighbor who was actually transgender and was now a woman, but I believe was DB Cooper. Cause <laughs> back in the day he had flown for like the air force or something like that. So he would know how to do all this. And then, you know, I don't know, there was like a picture that she presented, you know, when she admitted to being D.B. Cooper. Uh, it's just this crazy mystery. So in the trailers, they had Loki um, dressed up as him with, you know, the sunglasses and everything. It's yeah. Not really dressed up as him. It's just Loki with sunglasses and a suit. Um, but they teased that that was going to be a part of it. And they kind of kind of did that whole thing, but it was just a, basically a throwaway thing just as, Oh yeah. Loki's, you know, mischievous, like trying to get him back to more that it, this is a series that very much in like the Disney Cruella way or Maleficent feels like it's going, okay, we're going to take this villainous character and try and make them not as much of a villain even more so than we did in the mainline movies, right? Like we're going to, we're going to try and get him to verbatim explain that he doesn't necessarily like killing people. It's just part of his show. And, you know, he's, he really is the God of mischief. He's not the God of murder, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see anything spoily spoilery for you that, that stood out. Nah, I think he pretty much, cleared it up yeah i nah i can't think of anything else to say about it but i yeah it's at least it's, it's something else for me to watch it's mm-hmm. something i look to see to enjoy um so so far like disney plus has been hitting with their exclusive mm-hmm. i mean i don't watch all the exclusive because i don't watch high school musical or <laughs> right. some of the baby stuff yeah. they got up there let but, me tell you about bluey dominic yeah, oh, actually, you know what? I ain't gonna lie. I did. I did watch two episodes of Bluey. <laughs> oh yeah, what'd you think of Bluey? I was just. It's um. It's a very nice, wholesome baby show. <laughs> it, it, I it, mean, it, it, it is very cute. much baby. Like his voice, even is is kind of you know yeah. babyish in that way. We also watched the like patchwork. I can't remember her name, but she's like the son of, or the son. She's the daughter of a doctor. And then she's the doctor for her toys. I think that's a oh, show okay. that used to come on, uh, like Disney Kids or something. Oh, she so she'd be like a um, going to college. Just hey, let me look at your vagina. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely. Nice. Just open that doll <laughs> right up, Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, their exclusives have been pretty good. Um, so for the ones I've watched, they've been pretty good. Put it like that, because I haven't watched Mighty Ducks. I don't plan on to though. Uh, just my wife added it I'm... to her like watch list the other day and I was like oh are you interested in watching that because I'm not sure that I am but if she had it on I would probably sit there and check it out with her just to see what's going on with it I was more a Mighty Ducks 
cartoon person than I ever was. Like the actual, they only movies. had like one season, so I don't know how the hell you were my dust <laughs> cartoon person because it was on and it was a cartoon, Dominic. So I, I was all about it. <laughs> All right, so I guess we get into what we've been playing. So you can go ahead. Yeah, I've just been playing more Kaze and the Wild Masks. I'm at the end of World 4 now, I think. Uh, I was trying to fight the boss last night, but I was getting tired. And in this one, because it seems like each of the bosses so far, you kind of utilize one of the masks. Like the last one was like the Falcon or Eagle Mask or whatever, the Bird Mask. And you're you're like fighting this tomato guy, and you're trying to fight the winds because there's winds too, and you're just you know moving about. I love the you just stage. fight a farmer at the end, <laughs> but the evil farmer. Like he's an evil farmer scientist. <laughs> he's a he's a geneticist. He's like works for uh, Monsanto or something like that. Um, yeah, so this one you're a tiger, and I don't know what vegetable you're fighting, but you're fighting some vegetable. Um, Maybe like peas or something, because there's like it's this weird thing with a mouth, but they're always tied together in like threes. I can't remember. Okay. Um, or it might be like an onion riding peas. It's very weird, but it is definitely getting increasingly difficult now. Like every stage, I die at least a couple of times, whether it be like a mistimed jump or just like a, a misplaced enemy or something like that. Absolutely. Um, but so far it's, it's been really good. I, and it, it jumps back in quickly enough that I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm going to make it further this time. Okay. I'm going to make it further this time. And I also really enjoy the fact that they allow you for like the bonus stages where you're trying to get like the halves of the green gems. They just allow you to retry those immediately. You don't have to go back through the level again and try and get each one of those in a run. It's just like, okay, we'll let you try this secret stage basically again. Um, so uh, something like that, I, I really enjoy because like Donkey Kong country, you're running around on the, the ostrich or something and you fall into one of the pits and it's just like, it's over. And you're like, Oh man, I wanted to listen to more of that music. Cause it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I I don't know if they have more masks. I hope they do. So far, I've done the tiger one, the like dragony one, which is the one that's kind of an auto runner thing. Oh, okay. Um, and the bird and the shark. I think that's it so far. Um, but so far, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Still, it's it's getting more difficult, but it's not insurmountable yet. Hopefully, it won't be. And having like the dragon mask where it's kind of a runner type thing almost feels Sonic-y. And it's neat that they kind of switch up that variety a little bit. And Because honestly, my one complaint about the game is it's a little slow because there's not a run button. Um, so it, it, it feels very slow when you're just moving around. But then feels a little too fast. Like when you do this, the dat, the, not the dash thing, but the spin thing, like the attack, which I just don't find myself doing very often. Cause it almost feels like I'm losing control there. Well, I don't think rabbits are known to be fast, Daniel. So that's why no. there is. Oh, a okay. Maybe that's button. what it is. You see the tortoise beat the rabbit. That's, that's, what that's why heard. he beat yeah. <laughs> So yeah, still playing that game, still enjoying it. Just that's kind of been it this week though. So what have you been playing Dominic? All right, so I've been playing some more Assassin's Creed. Actually, got to a part where 
I was talking to the sage or whatever they call them in the Norse times. Okay. Like she gave me these potions or something and I drunk it and I went to a dream state and then I woke up as Odin. I was, um, oh. or, uh, Javier, uh, Javier, I think his name is, okay. uh, like how they say it. Um, but yeah, you're basically, yeah, you're, I mean, you still look the same, but you're just Odin and there's a, that's like a whole other campaign in there. It's like, a, you're in Asgard, your own world. I start off with the, going across the Bifrost bridge and the ice trolls, whatever they are, they were mm-hmm. fighting, had to close the door. And I was like, hey, Loki was supposed to guard this. <laughs> so I was like, why well, Loki was a guard? But Loki said that, oh, no, and somehow they opened the door and I came to help. I mean, I came to ask for help. So you know something's going on behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, it looks, it, that's pretty cool that they have that in there. And the city looks nice. I like how it looks. Um, but you can like that's a whole other campaign, so you can you can go back and forth with that oh, to do those missions and this. So I'm like, man, this game is too big. And so, <laughs> that's what I was hearing because people were talking about like the DLC that just came out, and they're saying like it's a 110 hour game basically for just the base stuff, and that that's probably including collectibles and stuff. But still, oh, yeah. that's just so much time. I mean, I thought the listen, the other one was long, and they had they had a ton of DLC mm. for that. And I didn't even touch it. It's like, Darren, I don't need more game for this. It's like, this game is long. Yeah. Uh, so now I am getting alliance from this one group who have a king, but he's barely a king. Like, they're barely a kingdom, basically, because every time someone really takes control, they get killed. Like, this other group kills them. So I come there to help them for they can... Before they can become alliance with us. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm helping these guys, <clears throat> excuse me, out, and they're a mix of Anglo-Saxons and Danes. Okay. So Danes are the Norsemen basically, and Anglo-Saxon are Anglo-Saxons. That's all I know. <laughs> That's a, they, they, uh, to me, to me, they're just a bunch of white people. That's all I got to say. One white people, they believe in God. The other white people believe in multiple gods. <laughs> That's just what it is for me. But yeah, nah, yeah, I'm still I'm enjoying the game. It's just it's just so much game that like I'm at to the point where like yeah, I think I'm just gonna go straight to the story or like the big quest. I'm going to big quest. If something's right near, next to me, I'll go pick it up or try or try it out. Mm-hmm. But if it's not. I'm not gonna go out of my way because this is gonna take forever. It's gonna take a lot of my time, and I'm gonna play other games, and I do enjoy the game. Yeah. But I'm just not gonna do a whole bunch of the side quests. Uh, so, and also, I did pick up the. Uh, I got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which I don't know when I'm gonna start. Right <laughs> after I finish Dragon Quest, I will start. Like between these two games, like the next two games I probably been playing is Yakuza Like a Dragon and Mass Effect. So let me go right into Dragon Quest. I did finish the main story. I just finished Awakening, which is the big DLC um, that came for it, the expansion, the big expansion that came for the game. So now I got these two little expansions to do. Um, Well, little DLC, I call them DLCs because they're not that big. And then I'm done. And going to that Awakening, Awakening was a good expansion. It's probably one of the first really good big expansions for for console games mm-hmm. but you can still 
it was still could use some improvement. It was still felt like I wouldn't call it rush, but it just didn't have like a lot of the dialogue seemed like the dialogue feel like it was rushed though. Like I feel like you didn't really develop a good relationship with these new characters like you did in the original game. And because it's a shorter game, I guess. But yeah, because sometimes I'll be talking and they'll be talking like, hey, we've been through a lot together. It's like, we only fought like one battle together. We ain't been through a lot together. What are you talking about? <laughs> and like, like, like I said, yeah, I'm real close to you. Like, yeah, you're a good friend. I said, Jesus Christ, we just met. What are you talking about? Why are we just friends? And yeah, so it's, yeah, it really condenses it, condenses too much that you don't, like some of these people I wish I could have known more about or done more with, but the story, yeah, you realize after doing some of the side quests in this, this game, or if you don't do the side quests, man, it's, it's actually pretty short. But it was okay. I mean, it deals with you. It deals with the events happening after the main game. You're still the same character. Okay. Or I guess if your character died in the original, I guess you will be a new warden. I, I don't know how that would work, honestly. I don't know how would it would be if your character died. Would it just be a different warden? Yeah, I, I never. I, I think I did look it up at one point, but I don't remember. So I am um, going to a, a warden's keep. I'll be taking a, the land of an old Arl who was like a trader. So we're taking his land, and we're going to build a new headquarters there, mm. and which is part. And really, I'm like the new Arl, really, for that whole area because the city that's there. Uh, is I have to make decisions on that. And some decisions are really crucial to the land. And I, I really wish they would have went really huge on that. Like, it doesn't go too big because, like, if you can choose to really protect the city or the farms. And at that point, I think you fight. When well, you have to fight the dog spawn, you have to choose do you want to save your keep or save wherever you didn't protect that much. Mm-hmm. Like the which was the city for me because I protected the farms. I was like, the farm the the city has its walls, you know, it has its guard. The farmers really don't, so I sent my soldiers there. Now, the thing is, my warden's keep was getting attacked too. But see, if you have build up like your uh, if you build up your walls, like if you got some material to build up your walls stronger, that will help with it. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. It helped a bit. I mean, you still lost, you still lost people. If you didn't stay with them, but hey, it would have been a lot worse. It would have been a lot worse, basically. So it they do have some hard decisions to make. And I'd made a different decision than I made the first time. Like I had a choice, because the Dark Spawn, when the Dark Spawn became aware, basically. Like it could talk on his own and think on his own without mm-hmm. the need of an archdemon. So he started they do the reverse of what we do. We have to drink Dark Spawn blood. So we can kill the archdemon and to feel and to sense darkspawn. They have to drink Warren's blood, Grey Warren's blood, so they can become smarter or and more aware. Crazy. So, and thing is, so he, that's what this guy does, and he gives it to other darkspawn, and they don't want to fight us. They said we don't want to be controlled by the archdemons that come every so hundred years or so, whatever they find one. Mm-hmm. Like that's what keeps calling to us to do that. We don't want to do that. So they was helping us fight these other dark spawn who he, he did help create really, but they went mad when they drank it. So like how sometimes when we drink dark spawn blood, they, you die, you might die. You might don't live to become a, like a great warden. 
that dark spawn blood might be too much for your body and it kills you. you it's a chance you take. But for them, they go mad and crazy. And that's what happened. That's these other dark spawns. So they said I had a choice to help them fight these other dark spawn or just kill them both. The first time I helped them and let them free. This time I'm thinking different. I'm thinking like, well, you're going to keep trying. You help still create maybe crazy dark spawn. And you have to, you need Grey War and blood. Like y'all don't have, I don't, this world doesn't have the technology just to, just to take blood. You know, like how you give blood at a blood bank. Mm-hmm. We don't have that kind of technology now. That means people have to die possibly <laughs> or give too much blood. And they, and they turn to, I think they end up turning like to a state of like dark spawn. Like they become inflicted, which I mean, they're not evil, but they're just not the same no more. And I'm like, you know what, nah, we'll just, I'll just kill you both. And that's what I did. So I was like, well, yeah, the, the, the great, the dark spawn will still keep bite every so often. A bite still happens. But I was like, I'd rather have that happen. At least it's, it's be so long before another one, because they can find an arch demon real quick. Um, if they're smart and if he can't control them, then like, it's just going to be this all over again. So, that's what I chose. But yeah, that's Dragon Age. So that's what I'm playing. Play a little bit of Hybrid Warriors. Not really much more to say on that, really, until I beat it, probably. And I play a new game this week. It was Before Your Eyes. Have you heard this game? I don't. It sounds familiar, but I nothing comes It's a to game mind. that uses your camera. Oh, okay, like yeah, camera. I have, where it like, yeah. advances it seems the story like a, while you, like yeah. if you blink or when something. You blink. Yeah, when you blink. Oh, when you blink, it, the story continues. That's, so it's really like a, it's not really point and click, I wouldn't say, but it's more like an interactive story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess you died, and now you're just reliving your life. So you could miss some points if you blink too fast. But it's a little cheat, though. Like, I'm like, I still blink, but I just don't. I have to be dramatic with my blinking. So sometimes I just do so I do soft blinks. Close so your still. eyes slowly <laughs> and open them. Uh, but yeah, it, it's cool. And it looks like it's going to be a VR game, really. And like you could, the way it is, the movement, I was like, this could be VR. I, mean, I don't know if it is or not. I'm not sure. But yeah, you just use your camera on your PC and that's how you do. Like it, it'll, it'll have an indicator on the bottom like, hey, if you blink now, the story will move. And there's other places where you click and then you blink and you see things. Mm. And it's really it's really wholesome. Like you see yourself as a baby. Then now, now I'm thinking I'm like that as a kid, like in elementary school, probably or middle school. Or something, and I'm friends with this girl next door. She just moved, and something like that. And I play the piano really well, and I also like to draw. And it's like you're just going through life, basically, your whole mm-hmm. life. So that that's going to be into. I know it's going to be some very sad moments. It's going to be some very sad moments. I know that's <laughs> yeah. going to happen because I do. I end up experience dead. does yeah. it sound like it? it Seem like it is. Say that again. Like how long have you played it so far? So far, like I said, I only played up to uh, probably middle school. I think I'm in. Oh, I mean, like time wise. So I'm just trying to get like a gauge oh, of like how long the game might be. Maybe, maybe thirty minutes. Oh, okay, gotcha. 20, like between twenty and thirty minutes. I recorded it. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it's 
it's cool. I don't know how long the game is. I can't imagine it being too long. Yeah, it's um, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours at most or something. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's a nice little game. It, it, seemed, it seemed fun. I, and I just heard about it because of a podcast. And I oh, forgot okay. where. Because that's where I heard somebody say, I'm playing some Before Your Eyes. Mm-hmm. Cool game. And I said, oh, let me look what this game is. Yeah, I and heard I like, some oh, streamers okay. talking about it. And it, it seems like a really cool concept. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I guess we take a quick break. Where we get back, we get to the flashback segment. All right. Let's go back in time, shall we? Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. And we're back. Let's get to the flashback segment. All right. So we're flashing back 10 years to 2011. And you know what? If I make a mistake and say 15 years when I meant 25 years, my fault. Because I keep doing that. Maybe I do 1996. But, Yeah. All right, starting with 10 years, 2011, we got some 3DS games. We got 3D classics, Excitebyte. So Excitebyte on the 3DS, I'm guessing this is one of those those Wear games, well, they're like those downloadable games or whatever. Or Yeah, I want to say they, that's what it was, but they made it like 3D, like they added 3D to the original game. Yeah. And Excitebyte was like an extreme bike game that came on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like dirt bike, and yeah, you jump side hills. Side scrolling guy, yeah. And you run up mountains and whatnot. And try not to crash. Trials yeah. before trials was trials, Dominic. Yeah, exactly. Then it had Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion. I guess this is like a fort, a fighting game with Cartoon Network characters. <laughs> like the time. idea that it's like a boxing game. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you make that? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that came out. Also, I mean, it came on on everything, so clean 3S. Green Lantern Rise of the Manhunters, and time for the Green Lantern movie that came out 10 years ago Ooh. with Ryan Reynolds. The best Green, Land mo- uh, Green Lantern movie to come in theaters, Yeah, I have to say. Also the only one, but that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it came out on PS3, Xbox 360, Wii, Nintendo DS, and 3DS. I think, I'm not sure... I- if there was a side scroll on the DS or 3DS, I'm not sure, but I know it was an action, three action game mm-hmm. on the others. Or was it like a shooter? Uh, maybe behind a back shooter? Like, I think it was like an action flying. game. Like you could, uh, like, uh, create your, I forget what they call them, but the green things, they could create them. And it was kind of like almost got a warrior or something like that. Oh, okay. Also, I'll save this one because this is a big one. Um, I just I go ahead. Operation Flashpoint Red River is one of those shooter t- uh, games, like I guess realistic military shooter games. I never really played. Have you ever played any of them? I don't think so. Maybe there was a, a demo for one of them on the Xbox 360 at a time or something, but never, never the full game. No. Yeah, Windows 360 and PS3, and. Now, what was what should have been a big game? This should have been a huge game to come out ten years ago. Red Faction Armageddon, yeah. the sequel to Red Faction Guerrilla. I was so waiting for this because I love that game. Red Faction Guerrilla is like one of my favorite games at that time on the uh, on that generation. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, yes, Armageddon is here. It says it's a little more. It's not really open world. It's more because Sykes, but you still got the destructibility. So I was like, oh, it's open world, but okay, it might be still a good game. Um, just a little more constraint there, I guess. 
But no, it wasn't a lot of destructibility, especially compared to Gorilla. It just didn't have that sandbox feel. Yeah. I mean, because it, it wasn't a sandbox, but it just, it was boring. Like, I mean, I, I played, I think I borrowed this game. I borrowed this game from Gamefly, and I did not enjoy the game. I was like, this is not Red Faction Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Like, Red Faction Gorilla, what I matched in the sequel, Red, Red Faction Gorilla, was that uh, Mars was terraformed. Like, they actually got, you actually got some forests or jungles or something, because it was becoming that. And Gorilla. Right. Like, some places were, like, a little bit had a little forest area, like, you see grass or something, but not everywhere. And, and I was thinking, like, okay, this is going to be in the future, and where it was. And I think it was, but there's something went wrong, some aliens or something ha- came or something, they had to go underground. It's like, ah, I went in the world, I basically went in the open world with, like, actual, like, taller buildings and more of a civilization, you mm-hmm. know? there and doing destructibility but they weren't cheap they were cheaper i feel like they were cheaper with this one <laughs> and because they down you just underground so you're in dark dank tunnels and so it's like destructibility is not really there as much it's like there's a few things that you can destroy but it's just not the same it just didn't bring nothing really new to the table to the genre like gorilla did and yeah it was a disappointment I think it got like sevens. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it got an eight. I Let me look up here. Yeah. 75 on PC, 71 on PS3, 71 on 360. I see a 8.5 by the official Xbox magazine. So they were paid off. GameSpot was paid off because they gave it an eight. And Game Revolution, wherever that is, they gave it a B. Plus. Also paid off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, everybody else is like a seven. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that's that's the reason why I bought it. I didn't buy it because I saw the reviews. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. That's as good as I thought. What the hell happened? All right. So what else came out? And here's a big game. I know this is you like this definitely a lot more than I did. Infamous Two. So tell me about yeah. Infamous Two, Daniel. So Infamous Two, obviously sequel to Infamous One, where you were Cole something or other, and. You were in the middle of this catastrophe and you got superpowers and made by the guys who made Sly Cooper. So the game very much felt like that in your movement. So you would like stick to poles and stuff like that as you climbed around. Uh, very parkour but also with the addition of powers, you could like, you got to a point where you could almost fly. It was mostly like hovering and stuff. But two, they added like the good, bad, you know, uh, basically Mass Effect um, renegade system to it. It was very much like, you know, if you do this and you save these people, you're going to get lighter powers. And if you get the, if you do this and you kill those people, you're going to get red powers. And there was a woman for each side in the game that was trying to like motivate you to go towards one direction or another. This one took place in like, I want to say like a Louisiana equivalent city, like somewhere in the South like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. And then when they they kind of um, they did the DLC for that one too, and did the vampire stuff, where at that point you were just flying around the map and, and whatnot. Um, it was it's weird because it, it's definitely not 
and, and maybe it kind of falls into the same place that Sly did. I just wasn't really around for like the peak of those games, but it it felt very much like this isn't quite Sony's top tier property, but it's up there. You know, it's like yeah, it if was Uncharted fun. is A plus, this is like A or or B plus plus kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I just, two, both times I played through this game, I stopped at the same point. I stopped at the part when you chose a side. Because mm-hmm. this is a good chunk of game before you get to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I get there, and then I'm like, uh, I played a lot of this game. I'm going to take a break, and then I just didn't come back. And then when the second <laughs> time I came back, I chose the other side. Mm-hmm. Like I chose the red side this time. And then I stopped. And something I don't know what happened. Something came through, and I just didn't finish it. Yeah. And I finished the first one uh, two times, at least, like one bad and one good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, yeah, I did. this is something I, I did. I mean, I did like the game. I did really enjoy it. I, I liked the environment, too. The whole Louisiana, you know, it seemed like mm-hmm. it was um, either New Orleans or, like, Baton Rouge or whatever. You know, yeah. got that feel of it. You got those swamps, the swamp mm-hmm. area and things of that nature. Got the above ground um cemeteries and like it was yeah it was neat um seeing that but yeah i just could never complete it but it was it was a good game it was a yeah. fun game and i never did play the sequel uh on the ps4 i don't use the second son yeah uh, i'm trying to think yeah. i don't think i beat it though and i never really went into or maybe I did beat oh, it, but okay. I just never played the second light or last light or whatever the DLC yeah. add-on thing was. I didn't spend much time with that. And that's one of those things where I'd like to really go back to at some point if I make the time to. All right. Uh, you know what? We're not even finished with uh, 2011. I, I don't know why. I was hoping to leave that for last, oh, but well. I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah. Now oh, we can talk about trash. So, so now we got no. We're not going to mention this game. We're not going to mention this game. We're not going to mention that game. We can okay, talk this about one. Zookeeper. Last... Zookeeper is that based off the movie? Zookeeper is well. This is the iOS release of it. It says, but I played that game on the DS because it came out at a time where there weren't many games on the DS. Yeah, there, there, there wasn't. Uh, there w- it, it came out on the DS at a time where like there wasn't much on the DS, so I bought it, and it was a it was a fun puzzle game. It's kind of um, one of those where you like move the pieces around to line them up type things, where the board's full. Um, not quite like a Tetris thing, but one of those other like bejeweled kind of games, and it's all like okay. animal faces. So it was cute. It was all right. All right. Um. Uh- we had a big re-release. We play motion. I forgot. I honestly, I don't remember this game. I don't remember. I probably was not looking at working in electronic section. Oh, this game that's came the out, one so that that's came out with it. like the, no, that wasn't the one. It came with the remotion plus controller. Is it? It's not the first one to come with it though. Is it? No, okay. no, it's the, the first one came with the regular Wii controller. It was just, we play. Oh, this okay. is called. We play motion. Because I was thinking that came with um, the Wii Play Motion. I, th- I was thinking that came with like Wii Sports Resort or something like that first. I mean, I think there was other games that came with the Wii Motion Plus. Oh, okay. Or the attachment. 
But yeah, I, that's what it was. Wii Sports Resort came with the attachment, and then this is the one okay. that came with it. It built into the Already controller. Built in. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I see. I don't remember this at all because I don't think I ever put it up, and I never really saw this. Mm. So, like when I saw this, I was like, "What's replay motion?" And I was yeah. like, "Oh, I guess it makes sense." And I sold like 1.7 million, I think, within like a year or a little less than a year, but still dropping a bucket compared to replay. But we play sold, and that's probably just this because like people latest. wanted to buy a controller. Because that's, I, if I recall, like that's the only reason I wanted this game was to get that controller, but I never, I never did because I was like, ah, I got the Wii Motion Plus add-on thingy, that's fine, and I'm an adult, so my hand's bigger anyway, so the extended thing <laughs> actually kind of feels better in my hand, you know? Yeah. All right, so that is it for 2011. So now we're going back 20 years to 2001, and this is the launch of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So there's a lot of Game Boy Advance games that came out. That purple system. So the first of the purple systems until <laughs> the GameCube comes out. So we have Castlevania, Circle of the Moon. So good. Choo Choo Rocket. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, Castlevania, Circle of the Moon. You want to talk about that? Um, I mean, it was just, it was kind of their return to the Symphony of the Night style Metroid version of that game. And outside of it sucking to play that game on a Game Boy Advance, because it was an extremely dark game on a non-backlit screen, so it was kind of hard to see at times, it was, it was awesome gameplay wise. So how was this out June 8th? And then the other ones came out June 11th. Was this like the only? I mean, this I be honestly a- wouldn't be surprised if it like weirdly came out before the system did. Like, yeah, I, I honestly want to say that that was a thing this that was happened. A Sunday. Um, we can like find out. June 11th was, and that came out on a Tuesday, or uh, well, that would be what a Thursday. Yeah, the eighth was a Friday, and the eleventh was a Monday. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe these days probably wrong, but it was this week. <laughs> yeah, let's no, just say that. So, Choo Choo Rocket came on the Game Boy Advance too. Uh, what was that game? That's the one that came out on a Dreamcast first, I think, where you're like a cat chasing mice or mice chasing a cat or something like that. Or oh, okay. Mice trying to avoid yes! a cat on yes. a puzzle. I remember seeing it. Yeah. That. Also, Earthworm Jim came on the Game Boy Advance. I think this is just the original one. Is this a original yeah, one or is this was like a new the, version? Yeah, just the re-release okay. of the original. So you have uh, F-Zero Maximum Velocity yeah. for Game Boy Advance. Konami Crazy Racer for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Better than Mario Kart. <laughs> Rayman Advance for Game Boy Advance. Which I think was just like one of the, the 2D ones. Yeah. And then Super Mario Advance. Which, yeah. What was that? Was Super Mario World? That was not Super Mario World. It was uh, Super Mario. I'm going to say it was Super Mario 2. 2? Oh, man. It was even that one. Or was it 1? Yes, it was Super Mario 2. Like, such a oh, weird man. launch title, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> for the thing, because especially the Game Boy Advance thing was hey, here's a handheld console that's finally got the power of a Super Nintendo. And then they release Super Mario World 2. And that's how they do it. These are called the Advance, and they numbered them. Yeah. Look, Super Mario Advance 4 or Super Mario 
Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. I mean, this is so weird yep. how they did that. Yeah, they did get to World <laughs> eventually, but it, it took a while. It was kind of disappointing, too. Yeah, and they well, that was two. Oh, it was just two? Okay. Oh, yeah. They didn't take that long then, I guess. Yeah, they, they yeah, it was weird how they did that. It, the, Nintendo's weird. They are weird. Yes, they uh, are. It's, but yeah, uh, those games came out. Um, also, let me see another game event. Fire Pro Wrestling came out. Oh, cool. And I think that got rated pretty good yeah. for the Game Boy Advance. I believe it. I just never got into those. Like, those were too intense for me, I think. Also, like, the Game Boy Advance debut selling one million units in six weeks. Mine was one of them, Dominic. They, <laughs> my mother was nice enough to go out and pick that thing up for me well that's nice actually a Monday actually makes sense because yeah she like stopped after work at like game crazy or something I want to say I probably didn't deserve it alright let me see here you got Dizzy Atlantis the Lost Empire came out for the Playstation oh boy in time for the movie uh huh uh no I'm skipping that Half-Life Blue Shift came okay. out for the Windows well, PC, basically, that's the only thing is on. Half-Life, Blue uh, Lives Matter, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where you play as a security guard, yeah, you said. So, yeah, uh, You have Pong, the next level for Macintosh Ooh. came out. Like, as, uh, like a, uh, the Super Pong or whatever, I don't know. Mm. And Star Trek Deep Space Nine Dominion Wars came out. There I used to that be so a... many Star Wars games. Star, or Star Trek yeah. games. Star Trek, yeah. Now, how dare you? Don't you ever <laughs> put that name with that franchise this is better star trek is better uh but yeah the main i, I don't know if this is like the space shooter i'm gonna assume it's a space shoot is this is space shooting that sounds game. right pc version yeah. yeah definitely and the big game that came out that man uh my favorite arcade nba game to this day is nba street well street 2 i think i like the best yeah but the franchise started this week NBA Street came on PlayStation 2. My friend got it, and he told me, like, man, this game is awesome. I remember going to his house because he bought it. I went over to his house to play it. Uh, like, because, yeah, we went to the GameStop or Funko. I don't know what it was called. I think it was called GameStop. Um, then then we went to his house to watch him play it. I played it like I was playing on a team against him. And the only teams with him, too. I was like, damn, this game is awesome. I said, this is, whoa, this is better than NBA Jam. I was like, this is I mean, you're talking about the look of the game. I like that art style, like like um, SSX. Then how you do crossovers. The controls were great. And then how you do dunks. I mean, it was just incredible. Like, you could do dunks. And you could do, like, multiple alley-oops. Like, get somebody, your man, to jump up. You get you jump up. Mm-hmm. Then you throw it to the next person. Then you throw it to the next person and do it. And, oh, my God. I mean, the game was so fun. And then the commentator was awesome. Then, like, just the graphics of, like, you doing a special move. Come on. The, pops up on the screen. I was like, yes. This is, like, EA Big. I was like, I used to love EA Big games. I was like, man, they mm-hmm. are doing it over EA. I said, these games are just fun. I mean... It was between that and I think that was it. I mean, either that or Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo come out that summer? I forget. And maybe it did. I think Gran Turismo did come out that summer. But I think it's NBA Street I played the most that summer on PlayStation 2. When my friend let me hold it. Or mm-hmm. I think I ended up borrowing it from like Blockbuster or something. Um, if I can have more time with it. 
But yeah, that game was damn awesome. I don't know why. Why didn't I buy it? Or maybe you know what? I think I did buy it, yo. And I I just ended up so- selling it back mm. to GameStop for another game because this is when I had a summer job, right? And I got a summer job. I think I ended up eventually buying it myself. But yeah, NBA Street, awesome, awesome game. Definitely, even better once they added Mario in three. That, that I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, two was but definitely I, you know, like I, the pinnacle. I didn't play through. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't play three on any console. I, I don't know how that was. I'm not sure. I just know like, what was the game? The Def Jam game, the third one. That was bad. I think that's when I really just got off EA Big Games. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, I think that's it for the flashback segment. So, so I guess we take a break. When we get back, we get to the gaming news. Before we jump into the festivities, we've got some other news to talk about here in the video game world. We got an update on the play date. If you'll remember, this is the handheld console similarly styled to like a Game Boy, but it's got a nice little handheld crank on the side of it. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing that this week and I was wondering, like, why am I seeing this? Why do people care? But go ahead. (laughs) It's pretty cool looking. We've talked about it in the past. The, The concept of it seems neat, like... The way they're distributing the games is you're going to get one a week, although they announced during this one that so many people are developing for it that it's actually going to be two a week. Um, and cool. It's going to kind of be like part of a season. They're doing season one will come along with the play date itself, which will cost sorry, you I'm trying to get $179. <laughs> you're fine. Um, and along with that, you'll get, I think it's 24 games. And they're going to be black and white because that's what the screen is, but it's like a very vivid black and white. Um, so it seems pretty cool. And they've got some developers signed on. They're pretty big names, ones that I can't think of right at this moment because I just blanked all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Some of these games look pretty cool. Yeah. You know, this this thing looks kind of cool. Now you should, you should buy me one. I don't know about buying you one, but I, I might might get one. Oh, Bob! Oh, Bobby! Blade date stereo dock. <laughs> I'll buy you the stereo dock. I'll be buy me one, and then together <laughs> we can form Voltron. One of the games is made by Lucas Pope, the guy that did Return of the Oberdin that came out a couple of years ago. That kind of point pointillism looking game where you're trying to solve 
the MERS on the ships. That game always seemed cool. And uh, that's called Mars. Oh, so that's what you're doing. Midnight. I always see Oberdin, but I never looked up to see what exactly are you doing. Yeah, you're like investigating bodies and then you're like living back through memories, I think, and, and doing that kind of thing. It's it's like a murder mystery kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Darryl, now I'm actually interested. <laughs> I purposely just told myself, don't care about this thing. <laughs> now you made me care. Yeah. Yeah, so this thing's coming out at 179. Uh the pre-orders are taking place in July, and they said they're going to give everybody a week notice of when they go up. But they're also not going to make them limited. They're just going to keep taking orders and keep fulfilling the orders until the demand's not there anymore. It sounds like they're not doing like this is a limited run. We're only doing 500,000 or something like that. So that's nice. That's I you know, I, I wish more companies were kind of like that. Well, I wish things were structured a little more like that. And where this, it's like, I yeah. can just put my name on a list for a PlayStation five. And I mean, a company that's doing this, they'll do it. I mean, I'm sure they got money, but I mean, compared to like Nintendo, yeah. where they could have just kept making a damn <laughs> Mario games, freaking the Nintendo, Nintendo and super Nintendo minis. Yeah. Yeah. Those too. Yeah. Like what? Oh yeah. The Mario, oh, of course the Mario game, but yeah. yeah. It's like, why did you? Why this has to be limited? The Super mm. Nintendo and, and Mini and the Nintendo Mini. It had no reason to be limited. Yeah, and it's crazy now because I don't even think they're like super expensive now because they were limited. I feel like they're kind of everywhere. Like you can still get a Super Nintendo Mini new because I think by that time everybody was kind of like over the Mini craze. It seems so weird that we kind of moved past that and never got a Nintendo sixty four Mini. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's cool that they're doing that. So, you know, it might take some time. They they acknowledge that, you know, especially with the way everything is right now in the world and like chip shortages and everything. Like it may might take a while, but we will fulfill that order um, if we can. They also announced they're, they're doing a stereo dock, which very much like it slips on the, the system itself slips on the front of it. And it almost looks like an old CRT, like portable style television that you or I might remember from back in the day. Um, or like one of those booth cam or booth video things like you would see on like a football field or something like that before everything got tinier and flatter. Um, and that's bright yellow, much like the system. And it also has a pen holder in it. So you get a pen, you get a matching pen along with it. I don't. I haven't seen a price for that thing. I wonder how much that is. It's basically like a Bluetooth speaker. Um, so I, I hope it's not too expensive. But yeah, the, the, just from a mechanic standpoint and having that little crank on it and kind of having like an open development thing seems really cool. Like this this could be a very neat thing. I don't know at $179 if I'm willing to commit to what what amounts to me is mostly a gimmick right now you know maybe maybe there's enough support there down the line that i'm like oh, okay i got my money's worth out of it um, Dan, just 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 buy it yeah for me <laughs> i'm buying let you hold it forever um like i don't need it back in my house you just, you just keep it there stockpile it for me um yeah so it looks really neat We'll see as it gets closer to uh, launch, whenever that may be. They didn't really make it clear as to when they would start delivering these. But, yeah, they're going to start you taking... You know, I just imagine this game. Because I forgot I had buttons on the front. 
Mm. I can't think it was just a crank. Oh, yeah. You just crank it and the game plays by itself. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> they. <laughs> or you have to crank and stop. Like, oh, you got to miss something. Yeah. Like, oh, move back. Oh, move forward now. It's like that. It's, it's, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cute. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I'd be interested yeah. to see if somebody goes to, like, the extent of porting old Game Boy games to it or something. Like, you know, making it. Making it like an emulator thing almost where you can just yeah. play old Game Boy because, you know, you got the two buttons and a D-pad. That's basically what there was for for that system at the time. So, yeah, I think with that screen, which looks really nice, uh, I, I would be very interested to see if somebody did that. That'd be cool. Um, some other news, Dominic. EA is uh, having some trouble. This week, we we got the announcement of a new game, but along with that, we also got the announcement that someone has hacked into them and apparently gained access to the source code for FIFA 21 and also Aww. just the Frostbite engine. So that's, that's some low-level hacking right there, Dominic. Yeah, it really is. I wonder if people are going to, like, data mine out of the FIFA stuff, like loot box drops and whatever fantasy card stuff and be like, look how much they're fucking us over FIFA. with this. God damn, man. All these other games, you're going to pick FIFA. <laughs> FIFA is the most popular game in the world, Dominic. You could have found like a special project they're working on or right? maybe, the, or at least tell us they're like, hey, they ain't got nothing. <laughs> as many people as are having conferences this week, Dominic, these hackers might have like, they might announce a press conference, a Nintendo Direct style thing on on Wednesday after everybody else has done theirs. Like we're showing off EA's new games that they didn't show off. Yeah, yeah. So that that's unfortunate. Hopefully, it also did not get into you know people's information, whether it exactly. be employees or people that have Origin accounts and you know might have their credit cards tied to that. That stuff always concerns me. Um. So yeah, EA, lock your shit down a little better. Maybe you need a new IT manager or something. Get that figured out. Um, But for their good news, Dominic, they did announce the new Battlefield game they've been teasing. uh, Battlefield 2042. I know visually people were very impressed by this, and they had announced that they're adding far more players to uh, multiplayer maps. It's uh, 128, I think, is what they're doing now. Sweet. You know, all the players. Yeah, from 64 to 128, good yeah. God. Yeah, it sounds like their maps are going to be ginormous, which, like, it makes me think back to the days of, like, Battlefield 1942 and playing on the PC, like, the demo where you're playing, like, Wake Island. And at the time, for us, it felt like it was huge because you hadn't really gotten multiplayer maps that big. And I guess this is just kind of the natural evolution of things, right? They said they're not doing a battle, uh, a battle royale thing. Well, so that's, that's I guess that's for the best. It is. I mean, they tried that with the last one, didn't really hit. So just focus on, you know, your all other multiplayer modes and and get that unlock. Um, yeah, it's so, more like Future War, mm-hmm. like not not like not so far future, in the future. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked it looked all right. It looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely neat. We'll see what it ends up being, though, whether it's actually... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the trailer looked, looked pretty cool. 
Yeah. And it's coming out October 22nd, Dominic. So we won't be waiting that long. Next thing you know, it'll be, it'll be that time of the year. All right, Dominic, you clued me into this one this morning because it was freshly sort of announced, sort of leaked. Apparently, this showed up on Nintendo's site earlier this morning ahead of the Ubisoft Forward that will be happening today as of this recording. Uh, Mario and Rabbits 2, Sparks of Hope, Dominic. It's happening. You called it. You pointed to the to the bleachers, to the cheap yep. seats, <laughs> knocked it out of here. I wonder what uh, what's going to be added to this one. Mm. Are there going to be any new characters like Waluigi? Or the, uh, <laughs> Waluigi <laughs> Rabbit. Yeah. Or Wario Rabbit, at least. Yeah. They had Donkey Kong in, like, the last one, right? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, I wonder if there would be any, like, new, other new Mario characters in this. Was there a co- There was a co-op element with the last one, right? Or just versus? What was it? Um, I can't remember, to be honest with you. Uh, that sounds right, but also I'm not sure how they would have implemented okay. that. In that if game. there wasn't any multiplayer or co-op in it, I think it's going to be in this one. That's what okay. I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here's a Joy-Con. Here's a Joy-Con. Each of these characters is going to be one of us, and we can take turns you know, taking down these guys. Yeah, that, that's cool. I'm I'm glad that they're returning to that series. That first one was really good. Um, I liked it a lot, and it you know it's it's a competent uh, XCOM style game. So they did a good job yeah. with that one. Man, I know that it's got to be some new features. So I'm wondering what this like what cool features they're gonna have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dominic. Anything else you want to jump into before we get into Mister Keeley's Wild Ride? Nah, we can go in because we got a lot. All right, Dominic. Stop me. I mean, these first couple are going to be kind of big. But as I go through later on, maybe we just kind of glaze over some of these. So stop me if you have any feelings about them. All right. All right. Show kicked off. Wake me up at the fall (laughs) sleep. With Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That is a Borderlands style game set in a fantasy world. Uh, basically, uh, kind of a continuation of the spinoff, uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dungeon Keep. That was DLC for Borderlands 2, where she was basically the yeah. dungeon master to a Dungeons and Dragons style campaign. So that should be pretty cool. I mean, it's, 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 it is cool. It seems cool, because I did like that, Assault on Dungeon Keep. And I like Tiny Tina. Uh, mm-hmm. I know some people are annoyed of her. I mean, you put like this, like, Borderlands is like a hit and miss for some people. Yeah. Like it definitely the, seems well, kind of decisive character-wise. Yeah, character-wise. Yeah. And so, for me, I enjoy the characters in between one through two and some of them. Um, and, and also the pre-sequel. Mm. But, <coughs> excuse me. But in three, it was a little iffy. I think because three, it was a downer. Three was a downer for me. Yeah. Now with this, uh, the look of it, it doesn't look that much different. I mean, they only show a little tidbit of it. You know, we probably see some more of it this E3 mm-hmm. uh, coming up. Maybe talk about it next week because it was just like a, a little trailer of it, and you know, like it wasn't no gameplay or nothing. But the look of it's like kind of the same, and that's a little disappointing, a bit. But maybe, maybe if I see more of the game, I'll be like, "Oh, this looks way better than what Borderlands Three was." Borderlands mm-hmm. Three was. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
but I like the setting. The setting sounds pretty cool. Uh, I yeah, I want to see more of this. I mean, I hope it turns out pretty good. I hope it turns out better than Borderlands Three. Uh, I mean, I really do. Yeah. All right. After that, Dominic, we got a trailer for Metal Slug Tactics. This looks pretty cool. Kind of like a tactics yeah, because battle advanced, style thing. And then like your advanced war games, right? Mm. Yeah, similar to that too, yeah. Yeah, for so, some reason I always kind of think of those as different genres, even though they're very much similar. Wait a minute. I thought I thought I didn't know Metal Slug was a tactics game before this. It I wasn't. This was like, no, this was, it wasn't. This is okay. This, yeah, they're they're. It's it's usually a side-scrolling shooter kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Bullet hell. But what do you mean, like different genres? Then no, I mean like when I think of, when I describe this as like a tactics ogre battle type thing, and then yeah. you say advance wars, I always kind of associate those two things with different things, even though they're very much similar oh. styles. Yeah. I, yeah. You. Yeah. You do, and I never knew why. Because <laughs> I was like, it's like this is, I played that. I was like, this is pretty similar to those games. Yeah. Uh, but and they're better. You just, I mean, maybe that's what it is. You like the, you like the kid because Advance Wars is very kiddie. Yes, it is. And you like it simple until it's like, like the Dark Days ones, and then it's just like weirdly dark. Yeah, well, that that ain't really, that didn't really um, do anything for me yeah. when they went that route. I think I did like I like the older games, Advanced Wars, Advanced Wars Two, mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Metal Slug, I it piques my interest mm-hmm. uh, because I do like tactics games. Yeah. So doing that and also the look of it, the pixel arty look, yeah, it looks too, great. Of it. It, yeah, Metal Slug like always looks pretty awesome, but now you like it's it's usually so hard that you're like I I'm just trying to get through this. You aren't really getting a chance to kind of focus on the small details that they put in there. And with a tactics game, you slow everything down. You can really check out how awesome everything looks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's neat. After that, we had a surprise guest, Dominic, as that was no surprise, as some of us may be aware, <laughs> Jeff Keighley is very fond of a Mr. Hideo Kojima. Of course he's fond They buried. <laughs> I told you, man. I'm, I'm not sure that the the love is reciprocated anymore. Oh. Hideo Kojima very much was didn't seem like he was into this call. It was very much like oh, I'm trying to get him off the phone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he was there to not announce a new project, but announce uh, Death Stranding director's cut for the PS5, along with a cutesy little trailer of the guy from Death Stranding trying to climb into a box the wrong way. And uh, yeah, that's that's happening for the PS5. So if you want to get your yeah, next De- gen, Death Stranding's director's cut. So they're yeah. gonna have some. It's a Kojima. When has he ever been known to actually cut anything out of his games? Come on now. Nah, he just uh, yeah. I think it's funny because we you know when people say director's cut. I'm thinking like, especially this game. Is it really a director's cut? It was just just a the same game with some extra stuff now because director's cut makes it like, hey. This is what I wanted to do, yeah. and I couldn't do everything I you wanted know, to do. You know, Dominic, his game. own studio forced him to not put that <laughs> stuff in. That's what I'm know. saying. Maybe it's, it's a budget it's your thing. Studio. Maybe, maybe Sony <laughs> didn't give him enough money to do everything you wanted. You know what? Make, you know, now that the game's successful, he's like, I can put a new skin in here. I can replace uh, Conan O'Brien with Jay Leno, which I wanted to do originally, <laughs> but he was just more expensive. Yeah, you know? Something like that. 
I want to put dewbacks in this one scene on the, the sand planet. All right, Dominic. After that, we have Jeff Goldblum come out. Uh, yeah. He made fun Being of... Being Jeff Goldblum. He, yes, yes, very much. <laughs> he's, he's a weird cat to figure out. Because, like... When you watched like it, when when you watched that show on Disney Plus, he you could tell when he was like genuinely excited about something, and there's like hints of that here, but mostly it just seemed like he was reading off a teleprompter and was very well, much just that. like, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, he did, <laughs> which is a very Jeff Goldblum thing to do, right? Like, I'm I'm just gonna tell you I'm not interested in being here instead of you figuring it out. Um, but all that led up to the announcement of Jurassic World 2 or Jurassic World Evolution 2, the, the park builder game you have previously talked about on here. Um, is there anything that you're maybe looking for in a 2, uh, maybe more of a structured uh, tutorial kind of thing or anything like that? Well, I think, I think they have a good tutorial for oh, they that did, that's, This one did, right, okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the like, park coaster, planet yeah, coaster. Planet coaster. Gotcha. So, uh, I I guess more I, maybe I want more um like you can mess up the genetic make of the dinosaurs mm, like you can combine mix them and to match make something. kind of thing. Yeah, and also I mean there was more things you could add to that game like as far as the park stuff mm. that could have been more in depth with so I think they can add uh, certain things with that, like uh, probably um, just more stuff, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I can, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything more, but I can, I can see it being better. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see it, see it better. But just really, it's just adding more stuff yeah. to it. <laughs> that with these park games, yeah. I think that I think it was good, but it could have it was a lot of stuff that could have been I, I can imagine be added that was in the park coaster games that's not in this that mm. I think you can definitely add to it. Yeah, because that is that's made by the planet coaster people, right? What'd you say? Yeah. That is yeah, okay. But when is this game supposed to come out? They have a uh, release date? Not specifically, but it's coming out this year, yeah. Yeah. So, that's good. Maybe um a little after the the movie or maybe the D V D release. I don't know. Yeah. The streaming the blue, service the Blu-ray release. release, I guess I said. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. After that was their first live performance from a musical artist, Tokyo Breakfast. I was not familiar yes, with yes, her. Yes, I like. But it was cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, because they kind of used her performance as the trailer for the game Sable. Sable, yes. So they had that playing behind her and kind of... So you might as well talk about Sable because that was in the this other... Did you the try the Tribeca? Mm, yeah, one? I saw they, that was part of their thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sable looks really neat. It's it's very like cell shady flat colors. Um, it it kind of reminds me of Hyper Light Drifter, but in a three dimensional world. Just the the colors that they choose to use, where it's like a mix of earthy tones, but also like some bright reds and pinks and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, it just looks stylistically beautiful. I I don't know really too much about what you're doing in the game. It seems kind of like a adventure style, you know. I don't you're know just, if you're it's just an being open all world. of the animation, Daniel. That's what you're doing in the game. What's that? 
Just being in awe of the animation. I mean, I am. It's, look it's very impressive. It's really cool. Yeah, looking. it is. It really is. It almost. Oh, what, what, what was the um, other festival? Tri- Tribeca, what? Yeah, the Tribeca Games thing. Okay. Games yeah. Festival, uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, because that was the thing. I mean, I'm just going to mention because we're not going to really go all too into it. It was after the Summer Game Fest. It happened the day um, Friday. Mm-hmm. So that it, that war went to the uh, behind the scenes of certain games. Like they had the developers talking and how they made the game and the art of the game. More like almost like a film festival version of a. I mean, yeah, it's almost like a game. Yeah, festival, very like, like a film festival. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's what they do. I think Tribeca does films. They did films mm-hmm. first, and now yeah, that's what they're they doing games. Do. So, yeah, they went through some games like um, Kena uh, was in there. Mm, Bridge uh, of Spirits. At what was it? Kena exclusive. Spirits. Right? What's it called? Bridge of Spirits. Yeah. Bridge of Spirits, and which we see them before for the PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, really looks like a Zelda kind that of is a Sony exclusive, right? Yeah, right now it's Sony okay. exclusive, but it's on Epic Store. I saw Epic Store at uh, the okay. bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's coming to PC too. Okay, that's what so, it was. Uh, so, and then they show other games. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm what looking at the list here. You? The Har- Harland uh, Halibut is the stop motion one, the, the claymation one that you were telling me about. Yeah, that looks really and that neat. Looks, yeah. Now, I don't know really how it plays. I think they control the character or something, but mm-hmm. it does look really neat. Um, and then the game Sable, they showed off yeah. in that one, too. They show other games, too. Yeah, uh, they showed off 12 check it Minutes, out. which is that one we've talked about before in, like, the Xbox conference where it's you're trapped in a room and you're, like, reliving yeah. this relationship through 12-minute bits that stars James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley and William Defoe, um, the big con. I can't remember if we've ever actually talked about it on here, but I've seen it a couple of times and it very much reminds me of like, uh, toe jam and Earl, like that kind of nineties aesthetic of very oh, yeah, yeah. colors like and that, stuff yeah. like that. That game looks really neat. So yeah, there were, there were a couple involved in that that were neat. And they had demos. You can play a demo, but you had to be the first to sign up for it. So like they got tickets, certain mm-hmm. amount of tickets, and so they went out quick. Yeah. So unfortunately, I couldn't get it. My hands on one, but mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah. All right, back to the game fest. All right. After that, Dominic, they showed off Lost Ark, which is a game from the Amazon Game Studios. It's kind of like a top-down isometric RPG style thing. It looks like it might have multiple players, um, and that's coming out this fall. It seems like so forgettable. It really does because like so many of these things, I feel like I'm going to find myself describing as like a top down isometric RPG. Yeah, There's, there was a lot of stuff that kind of had that same, not necessarily the same vibe. Cause like you endless dungeon, which I'll mention later, maybe if I don't just talk about it here, um, it has kind of the same look and feel, but the well not look but it has the same kind of perspective and gameplay looking stuff but it has a different aesthetic you know it's more cartoony it's not like medieval fantasy kind of thing uh it's more like space sci-fi but gameplay wise all of these are kind of there's there's a lot that kind of are looking similar 
So, yeah. After that, they briefly talked about Call of Duty Season 4. That's coming on June 17th. I don't know if you've got anything to say about that, Dominic, but more Call of Duty stuff. They're adding stuff. Guns, skins. Yeah. Things like that. All right. After that was Among Us. Again, adding more stuff. They've got skins. They're teasing that there's going to be another map coming at some point. New, like, kill animations and stuff. Uh, Hide and seek mode, which maybe that's cool. Like, because there's a lot of kids playing that game and a lot of murder happening in that game. So maybe changing that to like a hide and seek style game instead of just like, oh, it's murder. Um, That could be cool. And the Jeff Keighley mask is back, Dominic, if you watched like some of his thing on Twitch, like 15 minutes of it or something, you could unlock access to getting the Jeff Keighley mask in Among Us so you can wear that weird looking thing. Yeah, I guess that's great. Yeah. After that was uh, Shuhei Yoshida, the kind of PlayStation indie head. He came on to talk about Chicory, which is actually out right now. It's a Chicory, a colorful tale. It Aesthetically, that game looks very cool. I don't know what's actually happening in it. I'm going to look up some reviews or some gameplay videos later, but that looks really neat from what they showed off there. It's like you can draw on any surface or something, but like you're solving puzzles with your drawings or something. And then Salt and Sacrifice, which is coming out next year. A chicory is a plant. Yes, it is. Yes. Because I Googled it earlier. I know that because I was typing it in. I was going to say, I looked it up earlier and that's what came up. Um, Yeah, Salt and Sacrifice. That is the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary that came out many years ago which is kind of like a side-scrolling Dark Souls is what I always heard it described as. Oh, Chicory's out now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it will also appear later in our new releases. So, yeah. That looks cool. After that was Solar Ash. Go back. I'm sorry. sorry. Where are we at? Do the salt and sacrifice again because I was looking up Chicory. Gotcha. All right, after that, we had Salt and Sacrifice. That's coming out in 2022. That is the uh, sequel to Salt and Sanctuary, which was basically like 2D Dark Souls. I heard it described as very like uh, purposeful animations and things of that nature. Oh, okay. Very difficult. Has a very kind of dark but hand-drawn vibe to it. Uh, look, aesthetic. Seems cool. Uh, after that was solar ash. This is the new heart machine game, which are the people behind hyper light drifter like this, this and sable kind of have the same feel to me, even though they seem very much like gameplay wise, different, uh, solar ash is you've got like skates on and you're moving around the world very fast. Um, and that's coming PS4 and PS5 this year. After that was Escape from Tarkov, which this is one of those games that, like, to me, secretly has this fan base that I am just not aware of because it's like a battle royale mixed with a survival game, almost like a a stalker, like Rise of Chernobyl or whatever that game was called kind of thing. Like, I had only heard of it because there's a guy at work that for a while there was playing playing it very dedicated, you know, like every night he would go home and play some more of Tarkov. And I'm like, what is Tarkov? <laughs> I had so no now idea. So escape from Tarkov. And now you're trying now to escape Now you're escaping. 
Now it's always been Escape from Tarkov. It's just been shorthanded oh. as Tarkov, but they're adding like new, new stuff, new guns, new play modes, stuff like that. Uh, after that, Dominic, we talked about the leak of this, but Two Point Campus, it is actually happening. It's official now. So bring in the Two Point uh, comedy stylings to the schoolyard. Oh, yeah. That look, that look cool. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it looks like something I'll get addicted to. <laughs> All right. Speaking of things you won't get addicted to, though, Dominic Smite, it is getting new content. Again, another game where I'm like, I remember us playing this for like a very short amount of time. Very short. And then it's like secretly been one of the biggest things happening seemingly because now it's getting stranger things content last year it got avatar content like avatar the last airbender content like those are pretty big properties for for something that you know we basically don't hear anyone talk about anymore good for smite yeah absolutely because it it was other games that were coming out that was similar to smite Mm, 2 around the same time it was that like yeah, Paladins. Um, Although big, I think that was that's the one that's more no, like Overwatch, right? Well, Overwatch, yeah. yeah. I, I get that confused with the um, Epic one, the Epic game that didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the, uh, what was it called? Big and Big and... Because we played some of this China. game too. Gr- gigantic or... Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Gigantic. Yeah. Okay, Gigantic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that game's around anymore. Yeah. It's just it's so crazy that... I mean, the thing now is... It, what's incredible is that there's so many oh, people still around. playing is video games. A, a free-to-play? Yeah, oh, really? It's, okay. I mean... Oh, no. Service officially shut down ah. on 2018. Okay. Okay. That sounds right. But it's just incredible that there's... Like, video games are so big now that there can be something that can be like one of the biggest video games in the world and we still not even really know about it, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's kind of how like rainbow six was for a while there where it's like, Oh, this, this became a huge thing while we were looking over at this other thing over here. Um, yeah. So that's cool. After that, they showed off prime matter. That was kind of an announcement thing. They're basically a new division underneath Coke media who is kind of like secretly owning everything. It's not the Coke brothers. (laughs) So it's not like some weird right wing (laughs) ownership of video games, but they're, they're basically from what I've heard is it, it sounds like they're kind of 10 cent, but not 10 cent. Tencent, but not Chinese, I guess I should say. I'm honestly not sure where they are. I don't think they're American, though. I want to say they're some European company. Um, but under this new this new branding, they're calling themselves Prime Matter. And they teased, they teased a ton of games, most of which I did not write down. But one of the big ones, Payday, that's kind yeah. of also been one of those things. It's like secretly been one of the biggest games. And a new painkiller game, which it's been a while since we've gotten a painkiller game. Oh, yeah. And those games are cool. So I am all for them revisiting that franchise. It's very, very much first person shooter in the style of like an early Doom type thing. But maybe with an older like, uh, I don't know, turn of the century. Is that the right term? Like that kind of 
vibe to it, like old olden days, yeah, crossbows and stuff like that instead of guns and and things like that. So that looked cool. Uh, after that was Anacrusis, which is like Left for Dead horde mode style looking thing where it's like you and a couple of your friends are taking on waves of zombies or alien creatures. In well, this yes, case. it's alien creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And you're on like a, a luxury space liner. It seems like That's almost. That's what it seems like. Uh, yeah. Like set you said, in the 70s. 70s yeah. You got people with like huge afros and, you know, those bright orange clothes and that, that kind of aesthetic. Um, it seems neat, but this is another one that I was telling you, like, it seems like we're getting back to, well, I don't even know if we were really ever there, but like, we're finally getting to the point where people were like, oh yeah, Left 4 Dead was a good concept. We should probably make, make that style game. So there are a couple of those during this show yeah. that we saw. So that's cool. After that, just a quick thing about Fast and Furious cars coming back to Rocket League. I know they'd. I think they had previously done that, but now like the new movie cars are coming to there. Uh, it's about family, Daniel. It's about family. After that was Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. So they're taking the Vampire Masquerade thing style gameplay and they're making a battle royale out of it because everybody's this making a battle royale game. This is what we want. It looks cool. I, I will say, like it does. It adding does the good. vampire stuff I mean, to a battle royale. Right. I mean, it looks all right. It, it actually. Uh, I mean, yeah, it yeah. does. I mean, look they didn't right. really have like a lot to show for it. It was very like CG trailer style thing. Yeah. But the idea of that seems pretty cool. They're going to be doing a closed alpha later this year, so you can sign up on their website for that now. So that's neat. Uh, continuing, I just feel like it's going to be lost though, man. Hey, yeah. I mean, just another battle royale game. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, I mean, I mean, it'll probably have maybe a maybe they made a game that it doesn't need a ton, just needs some, right? And they okay with that, and that they can still make a profit from it. And I feel like with need- the the vampire masquerade attachment, like you can find that niche, like those people that are like super into vampires and also want to play a battle royale thing. Like I'm gonna go file down my my canines, and then I'm gonna go play some of this game, Dominic. <laughs> and then I'm gonna drink a very red wine that I like to pretend is blood. Not that I'm calling out any of our vampire viewership. I'm just just saying. No, it's okay to drink blood. Absolutely. All right, Dominic. After that, uh, another scary style game. We got Dark Pictures Anthology: House of Ashes. So, the Dark Picture Anthology games are the ones coming from the studio behind the game that I am blanking on right now. The one that we played a bit of together. Yeah. Um, fudge. Dawn. <laughs> Until dawn. Yes. Thank Until you. Until dawn. Yeah, and Ready a, is Ready a Dawn the one that make that? That seems no. too convenient. No, it's not really. <laughs> okay, <dawn>. thank you. <laughs> right, uh, until dawn is made by. They are made by Supermassive Games. That's that's who makes okay. that. All right. Is the, uh, yeah, this anthology stuff has been going. It's been. It was. This is like the third game. Yeah, I think this is like the yeah. third, at least maybe fourth. But and I've yeah. heard pretty positive things about most of them. Yeah, I have it's too. Kind of been and I would love to down. play them. I'm just afraid. But they're scary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this one seems like it's like taking place 
something to do with like Iraq and soldiers and stuff. So that yeah, sounds creepy. This is definitely a different setting. Yeah. So that's coming out October 22nd of this year, just in time for Halloween. Give it those actors money, man, because a lot mm-hmm. of those will be actors I've seen, you know, but I only see them a lot in places, mm-hmm. but they get to act in these yeah. um, games. Absolutely. So that's cool. After that, we got Tales of Arise, Dominic. This is New part Tales of the game. Tales series, the anime, RPG. You know what's up. It's coming out September 21st, 2021. So, got that to look forward to. After that was Planet of Lana. This is like a side-scrolling, kind of simplified platform puzzle game. It, it does looks look like. like Inside. Yeah, yeah I, that's I wrote all, it as yeah. Colorful Inside, because it, it very much has, like, the movement looks like that. Like, the way the characters move yeah. has that kind of physics look to them. Um, but it is very much more colorful and, and vibrant in a way that Inside was not. So definitely got my eye on that. That looks neat. Uh, after that was some Overwatch 2 skin talk. They just were like, hey, we're putting a lot of time into making new skins. And yeah, that, that was what a waste. Get and the hell out of here. That's then I, I said, said oh, oh isn't the- that just what Sombra always looks like? <laughs> <laughs> you mean too. God, I mean- <laughs> she really did look that different. Maybe if I, I, I have to go back and like do a compare and contrast. Like, oh, okay, I see what they did here. They gave her toe shoes. But yeah. It was not like, oh, my God, they reinvented her character. It was just like, oh, this here's this thing that we subtly did. Like, thanks, guys. All right. After that was Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. It's like a co-op third-person action RPG game. They had and some... That's coming out this month, right? I think it is, right? Because they had some some celebrities, quote-unquote, playing it, like Hannibal Burris, the comedian. Yeah. Also, Amber Moon from WWE, they had her on there. That was cool. She said she, she did her character based off this. Did I say that? I guess she read the books or something? Is this a, <laughs> like a known character? Or just Dungeons & Dragons in general, maybe. Yeah, that's coming out June 22nd, so that'll be out in no time. So, you got that coming up. Another game we got coming up very soon, Dominic, July 9th, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings, Rings of Ruin, Wings of Ruin. Uh, So we got that, Monster Hunter, but with more story now. So maybe that'll appeal to people that weren't looking for it. Yeah, not fans of this. Monster Hunter. But we know it was a big fan base out there. After that, we had a Weezer performance uh, with some Wave Break footage mixed in. Wave Break... I looked this up, uh, some gameplay video of this to see what it was, because this one more so than like the the Tokyo Breakfast performance was a lot more focused on Weezer and less on the game. Like it didn't really get a good look at the game during this, but Mm -hmm. it's like little animals like bears and penguins and stuff on boats. And it looked kind of like Wave Race. But then looking at like the gameplay stuff, it's very much like Tony Hawk stuff. Like you're grinding on things yeah, and you're doing objectives and stuff, which looks kind of cool. But also like, I just kind of want a wave race game because there hasn't really been anything like that, that I, uh, that I, I can you know, I don't of. really, I mean, I wouldn't mind a wave race game, but I really want jet moto. Yeah. Oh, I, I would love a jet moto game. That'd be awesome. Um, that was one of those games, like not even owning a PlayStation. I'd go over to my buddy's house and like, let's, let's get some jet moto stuff. Yeah. In. 
Um, but there's also a multiplayer mode in this that introduces guns. So you just got these little, little bear creatures or little animal creatures, forest woodland creatures on boats with Uzis and shotguns and murdering each other. So not sure why they felt the need to add that portion to it, but okay, <laughs> I guess. All right. Sum up. After that was Endless Dungeon, which I mentioned earlier. That's kind of a co-op, isometric, roguelike, tactical action game. Lots of keywords there. So. I just feel like I... This is... There was a... Was this a game before? There's... Uh, what is it called? It It's from the same developers. There's uh, something like that, I think. Let me see here. It's the same as en- en- Enter the Gungeon? Uh, there was endless legends that they made and endless, endless space. legends. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's amplitude studios that worked on that. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, after that was a interview with Giancarlo Esposito of far cry six fame. Dominic. He's yeah. really making a name for himself in these, this video game area. Uh, he just basically talked about playing the, uh, the the seeming antagonist in this game. Oh, there was a game called Dungeon of the Endless. Okay, that's not made by the same people though, right? But maybe Amplitude has, Studios. Yeah. Is that who made it? Oh, no. yeah. Is oh, the same then people? yeah, that's the same people. Oh, they just what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just rearrange these letters and different names. Yeah, that's great. All right. Yeah, Far Cry 6. They didn't really show much gameplay or game at all. Honestly, it was really just Jeff Keighley talking about him uh, playing the character, playing Gus, and playing the, the guy from Star Wars. So there was that. It's cool to see him. After that was Fall Guys. They're getting a crossover. They're getting 2B costume. From near Automata. Jeff Kelly said a legendary yes, game franchise. Yes, he did. Thank class, you for bringing that, that up. And I was like, this game is not that old. <laughs> but it's to carved be, out a legend, Dominic. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, like, it's, oh, so this is going to be like an old franchise. I said, what is it? Is it Pac-Man or something? What, what's going on? <laughs> and then they showed near from near Automata, 2B from near Automata. And yeah. I'm like... The game is only probably like five years old. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? And it's about? left an indelible mark on the games industry. <laughs> Dominic. It's yeah. Like you embellish that a little too much, there, bro. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> yeah, that was that was hilarious. Hilariously overstated, Dominic. All right. After that was Deviation Games. And they are uh, two guys came out there, kind of talked about what they're doing with the studio. Basically, it's two guys from Treyarch that split off and seemingly just kind of want to do their own thing. They are they announced a partnership with Sony and they're going to be doing a new IP with them. So basically recruitment video. Hey, you want to work for us? Come work on this thing that we can't talk about yet. But also fuck Activision. We didn't have enough control, so we made our own thing. It's kind of what it seemed like. Because <laughs> he did make a point of saying, like, oh, we've got our own control now. Like, oh, okay. Calm down, buddy. All right. After that, Dominic was back for blood. They 
talked about how they're doing an open beta in August. Uh, we yeah. don't have a date for when that's coming out anymore, do we? Because wasn't that thought, originally was supposed to be coming? Okay, maybe October. I'm confusing that with something else then. So it is coming in October. Yeah. Okay. October 8th. Gotcha. All right. So we have that to look forward to, and we have the open beta to look forward to to try that out. Hopefully and that turns like, out to It's be a good. close, like, a, well, early access you can sign up for, too. Oh, okay. That's before, that's before the open beta. Ah, uh, as with everything nowadays. Yeah. Gotcha. Do I have to pre-order to get into that one? That's what it always feels like. No, because I, 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 I signed up. It's oh, free nice. Okay. To try to get it. Very good. Good job, Back for Blood. Claps all around. After that was Tunic Dominic, the return of, as as you saw the joke, Star Fox, uh, the legend of Star Fox, basically. Yeah, this is a game we've talked about for a very long time now. It looks awesome. It It's kind of an isometric view, Zelda-style action game, but you're playing as a cute little fox. Um, yeah, I just want to get my hands on it. They are going to be a part of the ID at Xbox Summer demo game festival event Ooh. thing later this week. So definitely going to try and get my hands on that a little bit. See what's, what's going on with that thing. When is the ID summer game fest demo event? It starting? starts on the 15th, I believe of this month. Yes. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's say summer demo event. Will feature over forty games you can try, and yes, it kicks off the second annual Summer Game Fest demo event on Tuesday, January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. You'll be able to try over forty games on your Xbox One or Xbox Series X or oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, and they will disappear at the end of the day on some of them Monday, will. June well, because 21st. some of these demos stay. <laughs> Because they're yeah, still on my damn do. drive and I can play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's very cool. This is, you know, this is what we always talked about, Dominic. Wanting to be able to play the games, especially yeah. in a year where you don't even have a physical presence. Like, yeah, make it make it more available to people. All right. After that was Tribes of Midgar. This is coming June, uh, July 27th. And this is another isometric game. This time you're playing as Vikings. It looks very cartoony. So I am glad to see that after God of War brought us into, you know, Norse mythology, we've we yeah, finally decided that it's ground, a, aren't they? <laughs> it, it seems like it. Seems like everybody's kind of going in that direction now. Um speaking of kind of going in the same direction, Dominic, the Evil Dead game that is allegedly coming out this year. And this looks like kind of a Left 4 Dead or a Friday the 13th. Yeah, or it does look like Friday the 13th kind of vibe, too, I get mm-hmm. from it. Because I want to know, can you be the in? Because, I mean, it looks like it, but At I don't know if end, it is. At the end, it like, looked like somebody was playing as was like the, that evil the, character, right? It did, yeah. But yeah, it seems like there's some like asynchronicity to it. So, Yeah, that looked, that looked pretty neat. Um, and then Dominic, the kind of showstopper was Elden Ring. It's finally happening. Yep. And they gave that a release date, uh, January 21st of 2022. So Dark Souls fans, you have something to look forward to. 
Game of Thrones fans, you have something to look forward to. I don't know why Game of Thrones fans do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though he he might have wrote it or whatever, but it's like I I wonder if it's a good story. Is it going to be a better story than the Dark Souls? Or is it going to have be... a story unlike Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, I know that, Dark Souls fans. One. There's a story if you read the item things and then you make shit nope. up and then you read people's posts <laughs> online about making more shit up. I'm, I'm losing all our fans here, Dominic. Um, but yeah, it's it been gone. We don't talk about no Dark Souls true. games on this. It's very podcast. true. You're still on board now. You just like the abuse. Um, yeah, it, it looks like one of those games, Dominic, but there's a horse now that you can ride. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Was there anything it's about on PC, this that, so I can that stood out to you? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks it looks good, but it's... Yeah, it does. I just not into those type of games. But maybe I, if I have some helpers on yeah. the PC, and if it can run on my PC, I'll, I'll try it out, just like I did Sekiro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that, that's why I like that game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so that was Jeff Keighley's show, Dominic. Now, you watched a lot more of the other stuff kind of that I didn't see. Is there anything from any of the other conferences you want to talk about? Uh, t- no, I-, I watched IGNs a bit, mm-hmm. and it was, it really was. I can't, I couldn't distinguish anything. A lot of the games I saw were isometric games mm. from view, and it's really I can't really distinguish it. It's like someone said in the comments, it's just like information overload. That mm-hmm. especially with things that look so similar. It's like, maybe I don't need to watch those smaller ones, you know? Maybe yeah. I need to just focus on the big ones, look at them. I mean, I might, maybe I might look at them, but if that was a lot of interest, because it's just like, I can't take in all that information. I can't remember all these titles. I probably can remember it from the, the big conferences mm. that, do I need this other showcase? Do I need the IG showcase just to show me games? Because they show some games that I've already seen. Right, yeah. That was in Jeff Keighley's show. It's like, come on, I don't need that you know mm-hmm. that's like we don't need that really mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah i don't know um but yeah i'm just waiting for the shows today ubisoft mm-hmm. is first so what else we got today yeah what do we have today because i know microsoft is tomorrow right and then nintendo is tuesday so is well. this only doing anything like doing the time of e3 no, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, we did get, okay. you know, Shuhei showing up at Keeley's thing. So there's there's some presence there. But, yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like. Uh, brand new leak, Dominic, from the Ubisoft press conference. Rocksmith Plus will be announced today. An interactive oh, okay. music learning subscription service. So they're going to turn that game into a subscription service. So Closed ahead, beta Dan, starts today. Guitar. No, I've, I've never been interested in actually playing the guitar i enjoyed playing rock band but that never made me go i want to play a real guitar just don't don't have the time to to learn yeah, i hear your daughter um, back there the <laughs> yeah she also does not have time for guitar she also doesn't want her father to become one of those guys that just breaks out the guitar like oh your date's here let's sing kumbaya <laughs> yeah <it's> just, <laughs> kumbaya <laughs> i don't i don't know why <laughs> Watch Dad play the fucking classic Foo Fighter song from 30 years ago. God, we're old. 
All right, Dominic. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's see. I was looking up to see who else had press conferences there. And it is. It is, we also got the Gearbox Entertainment presentation, so I guess we would maybe some, get some more of the Tiny Tina stuff. Yeah, and some, uh, Duke, and some Duke, Dukem. Dukem. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get Forever some Forever 2. Then we got Games Beat Session, which I'm not sure what that is. And then tomorrow we got the E3 pre-show, 24 Entertainments, Naraka Blade Point. There's, see, they're just things that I don't even understand the words behind. Uh, and then, of course, we got Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. And then we got Square Enix, because tomorrow is like the official kickoff of E3, I think. Or no, I guess today is, because Ubisoft is included yeah, as part of that. Is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Square Enix, Warner Brothers, Back for Blood, it sounds like, is kind of maybe their focus on that. And the PC gaming show and future game show. And then Monday we got Verizon, of course, you know, big video game publisher Verizon. In television, take two, <laughs> indie showcase, Freedom Games presentation, Mythical Games presentation. Like when you sign up for FiOS, you will save <laughs> <laughs> you you will save like fifty dollars if you sign up now. Oh, and God. we give you a demo of this game or whatever. Don't tempt them, Dominic. Yeah. And then Tuesday, we got Nintendo and Bandai Namco is doing a thing, apparently. So, oh, yeah, yeah, we will have a lot of future Power more. Ranger games and <laughs> now we're talking. Then the ja- then all, all Dragon Ball Z's and yeah. what else they got? Oh, I mean, all the animes, all, all the, the animes, animes basically. Yeah, <laughs> One Piece, maybe. Do they own? Yeah. So we Maybe will Soul be back Calibre next week with a lot of stuff to talk about, I'm sure, yeah. even more so than this week. Um, yeah, but did you have anything else for this week before we get into the new releases, Dominic? Nah, you can go ahead, man. All right. As mentioned, Chicory, A Colorfield Tale, is now out on the PC, PS4, and PS5. Chicory! Chicory. Um, we also got Backbone. That's now out on the PC. I was telling you about that. I believe that's part of PC Games Pass, and it's like this world where. Oh, it is. Oh, cool. It is. Oh, oh are you? No, asking? no, no, no. Okay. I'm, no, let I'm me, just going by what you. Let were me saying. just look up to confirm that. Yeah, don't, don't get me excited. Excite yeah. you, and then yeah, Game Pass games, Backbone. Yes, coming soon. At the time of this, which was on June 1st, is Backbone. So, yes. Um, And I will, while I'm here, just read you the uh, synopsis from Xbox.com. Raccoon detective Harold Loter is not a hero. He can barely make rent. And yet he has stumbled across something so massive that it will shake the very fabric of society. Stunning visuals, an invocative soundtrack, and a daring narrative bring a dystopian uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, inhabited by animals to life in this highly anticipated post-noir adventure. Get to it, detective. Man, the raccoon looks weird being that tall. (laughs) (laughs) Their proportions just, that's not, it's not right. But yeah, that game looks very cool. I was telling you, I think it, it, maybe is your vibe and also i i'm intrigued by it as well so maybe check that out on game pass there was a, another detective game that i was playing i mentioned this weeks ago but i never finished it a point and click game that it was animals too and you was playing as 
what was it? A panther or I forgot what you was playing as a dog. I think it was mm. a dog okay. or something or a cat. One of them. Uh, but yeah, and I just didn't finish it. But it had, but it had more of a cartoon art style, not pixelated mm. sort of look like this one. Gotcha. All right. After that, we got Chivalry Two. That's now on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series consoles. So, like you were telling me earlier, Dominic, you kind of got your Battlefield medieval game in Chivalry right there. So, very yeah. timely. After that, we've got No More Heroes and No More Heroes Two releasing on the PC finally, Dominic. So, hot black sad. That's what it's called. Black sad. Yes. Okay. You play as a cat. You're a cat. Yeah. Yeah, this looks bad. This definitely has like the animal noir kind of vibe. And now I'm going to go play Black Sad again, which I'm going to have to start <laughs> over again because I don't remember what's happened. Talk about weird proportions, Dominic. This, this cat makes me uncomfortable. Oh, you see it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like I've definitely seen him before. Did you record gameplay and put it on the podcast, maybe? No, now no. this. Oh, okay. This is before I was doing gameplay oh, of that gotcha. game. Okay. It just looks familiar wow, for some reason. Wow, these are just all rubbing. <laughs> and are you watching, oh. you watching the Twitch Otters, Dominic? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Twitch Otters. The only thing in the pools category you should be checking out. It really is. Yeah, heathens. All right, oh, Dominic. So also out now is Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis on the PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. So if you've been waiting this long to finally be able to play Fantasy Star 2 in America, now is your time. Check it out. And we've got Final Fantasy 7 Remake Integrate for the PS5. So Boo! It should be on <laughs> PS4 too. Boo! I mean, that DLC should be on the PS4. Like, I don't know about Integrate. I don't know what technically integrates from Integrate. You know, I don't know what that that entails. But, yeah, the the DLC should have come to well, the PS4. But that's what I've seen. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You should be able to play as Yuffie on the PS4. I mean, there's really no reason why it's exclusive PS5. It's not because, like, oh, we just put so much power in this DLC. You it's serious? gonna be really bad in like six months when they release it on the PS4 too. They're going to, you know, they're going to because you're not gonna. In six months, you're still not gonna be able to get a PlayStation Five, and people are gonna <laughs> complain, and they're gonna realize that they're missing out on sales, and then they're gonna be like, here for you know, fucking thirty bucks, you can get this DLC for your game. Even the people that uh didn't buy it. And just played the version from PlayStation Plus. If you pay $30, you can get this. All right, Dominic. And then the one that really makes me want to buy a PS5, if I could even find one. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Looking great. Sounding great. Seems like it's getting really good reviews. But we can just stream it so that I can buy a PlayStation. I would be fine with that, too. (laughs) Give me something. Give me a way to play this. Bring it to the PC like you're doing with all your, your beloved franchises now, Sony. 
making all the Sony fanboys angry. But yeah, my this, PC can't play that game. <laughs> not not to the quality that a PS5 could. Neither could mine. No. Um. But yeah, that game looks incredible. The reviews I've seen have been really positive about it. People talking about maybe it being the best Ratchet and Clank game, but part of me thinks like you could also kind of just say that with like every well, I don't want to say every game, but like from the PS3 ones on, I feel like every time they yeah, released a new one, I think one, someone said that's like, look, this is it's basically the same thing they said the last Ratchet and Clank game that came on PS4. Like that game was, it looks beautiful, yeah, and it was great. Yep. I mean, I mean, they just tell you that how good those games are. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. So maybe one of these days, Dominic, I'll find a way. But until then, I will wipe it out of my mind so I don't even think about it and worry about it. So you got anything else PS5. for the week, Dominic? PS5. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, I got nothing else. <laughs> Just one to PS5. <laughs> All right, Dominic. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. You can check us out on Twitter. Dominic is at D Stallworth. Five. I'm at Regulus MB. The podcast is at Superpod, S U P A P O D. Superpod.com is the website where you can find all the podcasts as well as links to all the places you can find the podcasts, including YouTube, where there's a video version of this podcast with gameplay that is relevant to whatever we were talking about that week, usually. And iTunes, of course, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you would want or do a download podcast. Until next week, guys. See you later. All right. See you.